This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 281 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. And I'm Dustin with Colin's Last Stand and Handsome Phantom. Now, we anticipate a large surge in traffic here. So for those of you who are seasoned ham radio podcast listeners, uh, we apologize if we sound a little redundant. But we want to give a warm welcome to everyone who's tuning in. A lot of new subscribers on the channel. A lot of you have been enjoying the cyberpunk coverage. And uh, I appreciate that. And so what this show is, is... It's a weekly gaming podcast. We take a lot of the bigger news, a lot of the heavy hitters. We cover them thoroughly. We discuss. And usually this show has a runtime of about three hours, it seems. Like, that's just our average nowadays. And we can't help it. So get ready. Get comfortable. uh, Grab a snack. Grab a game. Whatever you want. And uh, it's just a very relaxed show. That's kind of our goal here. We all just kick it at the end of the week. Talk game news. Give our thoughts. Uh, it's segmented with timestamps. We're also available over on Patreon for early access for a buck. If you like this show and you want it a little bit earlier, uh, you can get it over there. If you want to listen on free feeds, you can. Where, we can finally announce it, we have updated our art. That's what we were trying to hold back on. So we want to start pushing you all to listen on Spotify or Google Play or iTunes or the Apple Podcast app, sorry. Uh, because finally, we have art that matches with our show. We really don't want to push it until we could do that. So it's, uh, it's a picture of me in the middle with Dustin to technically my right, but he's on the left in the photo, and Carrick to my right. Carrick's got a samurai outfit on. Dustin, you look like Joker, and I am so just cool. sitting there menacingly staring into the lens, and we got a ham radio in front of us. It is absolutely, absolutely incredible. Uh, we were so thrilled with it. It was done by uh, Optic Decay, so go ahead and uh, check him out. If you want to see some more art and uh, get some more commissions from him, maybe Uh, he does excellent work. He was very thorough with ours. He spent multiple weeks on it. Uh, He gave us a great rate. And um, I just want to thank him again for the incredible work he did for our show. So now we want to push our mobile side of things. Uh, We've seen a little surge in that, uh, but we want to make sure that we know that you all know each and every week we're available over there. Uh, Leave us a review. It helps push our show a little bit more. Uh, It gets more people tuning in, giving our show a shot. Uh, so leave a five-star review. Let us know what you think, even if it's a little meme. Um, and we got a lot of memes, right? We got a lot to go over in this intro oh section. Normal, normally, we jump right into <laughs> what we're playing for those who are new here. But just two things happened in the last week that we need to cover. Number one, we got to start off with the Ice Cube debacle because it leads into number two. Hold on. Before you get into what people said, I think we need to get the Carrick challenge because he doesn't know about this situation. Mm, this is true. We can get his take fresh. This is true. Okay, so we're going to get Carrick's angle. Then we'll catch them up. Then we'll do a little bit of the takes on that issue. And then we'll lead it into step two. So, Carrick, when you have some soda, how many ice cubes do you put in? Like, what? I don't even... I drink it out of the can. (laughs) Okay. So you just... You go cold. Let's say you're pouring into a cup. Do Do you do any ice cubes? I'm not a monster. I don't pour it into a cup. I Whoa. I don't I haven't poured pop into a cup. Well, I did have some no, never. Long story short, it doesn't matter when the last time I did it. No, I never wow. have ice cubes. Using I like the warm correct pop term too. as well. 
with pop. I like Thank warm you, pop, Karen. and I like uh, it can be flat. A lot of people don't like flat, but to me, it's a little easier on the throat because really, really, really like high carbonation can sometimes give me like a burn. Oh, really? Okay. So you've got this unique angle that you will drink soda flat without ice I shake cubes. it up. Yeah, one of my friends taught me that a couple years ago. He's like, dude, open it up, shake it, close it, open it up, shake it. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking madman. No one would do that. And he's like, trust me, it's easier to drink. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And for pops you like the taste of, like love the taste of that aren't about the acidic. Like Pepsi, I don't like the taste of it. It's really acidic, and I'm addicted mm. to that. But like a normal good pop, it works. I don't know any other way mm. to describe it. Like it, it makes mm. it easier to drink. It's like a, it's almost just like a fruit juice or something. But All yeah, right. I don't care about cold. Okay, okay. So we got this angle here. What started all of this was last week. Dustin was discussing how many ice cubes he puts into his pop when he's pouring it into a cup. Did you say pop because you think it's called soda? Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys are calling it pop. They're so full I'll... of shit. Yeah, it's pop. <laughs> it's pop. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm probably going to slip and call it soda. But... I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, so... What happened was Dustin has revealed he drops one single ice cube into his fucking drink. If, At least he did it in video proof. There's video Only proof. Only if it's warm. That's a key point, Maddie. Because Yeah, you wouldn't drop it in if it's because it'll just water it down if you put too many in. No. Thank you. No. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> oh. That's not Why right. Water to a pop. That makes no sense. <laughs> You're not watering it down. You're just icing it, man. Like so, when I pull it out of the fridge, that shit could be ice cold. I'm putting another ice cube in. It's a part of the, it's really? a part of the package. Yeah. Gotcha. Why do you think like sometimes alcohol? They're like, let's stick a lime on the edge of the glass. I what don't the drink. F- the fuck does that do? Yeah, I barely do anyway. Remember, but so yeah, so I wouldn't know that. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. No, I w- I don't put a lot of yeah because I think it would water it down if you put too much in there. Yeah, and so that leads us to some comments. It became such a point of debate that I requested everyone not to write in about the show, about what they thought of what we were doing, what kind of job we were doing. I said, if you're going to tap in, I want you to tap in on this Ice Cube debate. We'll start with Schizo, a patron. He wrote in on our our, our, our patron Discord, which you can become a part of for three bucks a month. He said, Dustin is definitely a maniac. Crushed ice in my soda all the way. Now, crushed ice... That means he's chewing it, right? Like that's getting in his mouth. No, there's uh, you can you can most nice fridges have really, and it yeah. takes the yeah, it takes the it actually takes the square and it crushes it into like well, like you said, crushed ice. There's really no other term for it, but it's almost mm. like a slush. But when that kind of I want to say meltdown is not the right term. But yeah, it that... does exactly what the ice cube does. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> they both melt it quicker it what do you think do you think the ice cube just stops it from fucking melting <laughs> no. all right i gotta get back to roasting dustin i need to take the heat off of myself and no put it on you've dustin. already lost man no there is no roasting no. at this point you are outnumbered <laughs> well i'm getting a lot of angles from our audience so i dipped into our comments as well as a, a patron message i received so cameron hill messages me says maddie how dare you put ice in a cold drink this is an unprecedented amount of disrespect to refrigerators across the world. In a global pandemic, the last thing we need is watered-down soda. I'll be putting in a written warning on your personal file. Any, any further watered-down drinks will result in being canceled. All seriousness, putting ice in a cold drink is too squirrely for my blood. So, yeah, I'm trying to bounce this back on Dustin, though. But I have to be fair. I have to be fair. Taj24 wrote a comment. 
I always ask for no ice in my drink, especially a fountain drink that's cold from the machine because it waters the drink down and you actually get less beverage since it's taking up room with the ice. Bro. Sounds like you're fucked, Maddie. Uh, dude, this is incredible. X82, <laughs> Big Blue 82X wrote in. Agree with Dustin. No ice cubes in my soda. Waters that shit down. You guys have oh, the most sensitive tongues of all here. time. <laughs> you guys have the most sensitive tongues of all time. But okay. Day delayed comes in with a save. Bruh. Both of you have strange ice rituals. Dustin pulls a SpongeBob April Fools with one ice cube in his drink. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. And Maddie goes all Mr. Freeze on his soda. One ice cube. Also, imagine being a Pepsi man, Maddie. Now, see, Daedalay didn't share what his ice cube ritual was. At least we got a little different one with Schizo, this crushed ice. And we have a couple more write-ins I got to highlight. Freddie Hard Candy wrote in, I hardly ever put ice in my Coke. Maybe if it's a really hot summer day. I live in Sweden. And then it's more than one ice cube. I don't think one ice cube will have any effect on the drink's temperature. That's a great argument right there. What are you changing with one ice cube? That's why you want multiple. You can sleep all you want. You're just sleeping on a good argument. (laughs) Last comment, and we'll actually move on to our second point here. Ronald Knight writes in, I'm completely team Dustin on the ice in soda slash drinks question. If I'm getting a cold drink, no ice. And if I'm used to, (laughs) if I have to use ice for whatever reason, I want one ice cube or barely any crushed ice. And exactly as Dustin says, the ice melts and then your soda gets watered down and tastes awful. Nah, see, I disagree with that part. I've never, I've never had my soda water down so egregiously from multiple ice cubes that it's awful. As people have said that I will stand by. You are all wrong on that. I will be stubborn. Dustin, congrats. This was, this was your big get. You've won. I've won so much. I'm tired of winning. <laughs> and so I, that have leads us to... I have Carrick on my side. Yeah, that's the best part, right? Yeah, that's the best part, right? It's hard to fight against Carrick. So that leads us to point two. Apparently, we're looking through for a third host, Dustin. Dude, I... <laughs> This this had me like dying looking yeah, at this on Twitter. I couldn't fucking believe it. I couldn't believe it. So the reason why we prefaced all of this with the ice debate is because Dustin tags me in a video on Twitter with him dropping a single ice cube egregiously into his soda. I'm just like, all right, that's wrong. So I quote it and I say, just let everyone know. Like the video is right there below it. So just let everyone know we're looking for a third host. Let me know if you're interested. And even if you don't know the joke, it's in response to Dustin. Right. And even if you know, you don't know Dustin's a host, which is in his bio on Twitter, it's in response to something. So you'd assume there's a joke tied to it. The amount of DMs and tweets, I got emails, even from other YouTubers who were like, yo, Maddie, can I be the third host? And I'm just like, damn, hey, no one go. watches our fucking show, clearly. <laughs> no one even looked at the tweet. It's beyond yeah. that, Maddie. Yeah, dude. It's like, you've lost your chance. You've lost your chance, even if you had one. Because you Damn. didn't research your one opportunity and you just saw the tweet you and nothing goofed. more. So no, we're not looking for a third host. We're perfectly happy with Dustin as our third host. We wish he stays there forever. One ice and all. One ice and all. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who, who clicked on this, because I'm sure that Cyberpunk in the thumbnail is thinking, what the fuck yeah, is I know. going <laughs> on with this? Which, hey, this is, this is what you this signed what up we're for. About. Yeah, this is what we're about. This is our show, man. Ice Cube That's debates right. and all. 
So, yeah, like I said, we talk about heavy hitters in the games industry. Normally, our week is more uh, news-packed, but given the fact that we have Cyberpunk as well as the Game Awards to go over, uh, it's going to be kind of consolidated into two bigger categories. And At the end of every show, we cover the patron questions. But before all of that, we like to talk about projects, what we're playing, what we're up to, all that good stuff. So, gentlemen... I don't know if I have to really ask you what you're playing. That may tie into the main subject of discussion here if you're playing anything outside of Cyberpunk. Um, but other than that, uh, are you working on anything? Is there anything you want to put on the radar? Hmm. Carrick, I mean, why don't you go first? You weren't here last week, actually. Um, I'll, yeah, I don't really have any. I mean, the Cyberpunk review at some point, if I can force myself to keep playing it right now. Oh, boy. Um. We're doing a bunch of D and D stuff. Uh, I said we launched a new the show. Podcast, yeah, we launched a new show, and the podcast got to number seven on iTunes, and then number Ooh. five on Spotify. So, which was all, yeah, shot like the podcast just shot up in the last couple of weeks. Hey, bud, you having a dream? It's okay. Sorry, my dog's having a dream. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> so those the the podcast is like launched straight up. So that's that's been cool, and a lot of that is because of the D and D stuff, for sure. Mm-hmm. Which which is definitely awesome. Um, but I would say cyberpunk and probably phoenix rising to be honest i'll probably go back and keep playing that there were a couple um missions that i didn't get done that i that i definitely want to check out uh and then call of the sea right yeah call of the sea produced by or uh published by raw fury it's like a slightly cthulhu like cartoonish first person game but it's it's got some cthulhu elements to it some lovecraft elements and uh, i saw that on twitter day before yesterday and so i ended up getting that i'm definitely interested by by the way anybody who wants to get it it's game pass so you don't have to pay for it oh nice i mean if you already have game pass that's what i'm doing dustin yeah um the main things i'm working on are yet to be revealed mm, so look forward sure. to 2021 and Woo! uh you're gonna just you know, follow me on Twitter and you'll find out. How about that? Uh, but Sounds yeah, good. I mean, I'm I'm playing Cyberpunk, which we're going to talk about, which I'm very, very excited to talk about. Uh, still chipping away at uh, 13 Sentinels, which just gets better every time I play it. But oh, I've already talked about it on this show twice, so I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so... That's a that's about it. We'll keep it. Let's. I feel like we should just you know jump in. Yeah, I agree. Because for me, I bought Hades just last night oh, after the yeah. Game Awards, so I got it on my Switch. It's downloaded, and it's going to be the game I, I bring here when I'm at the studio and wait for something to render or whatever. I'm going to fire it up. I'm just going to. I I feel I felt the need. I got to play this before we have our Game of the Year discussion. Uh, because when we do our Game of the Year discussion, probably within the next week or two. Um, we're going to bring the patrons in. We're going to have like a voting process. I know a lot of them played Hades. So I think at least in my yeah. opinion, I got to have some type of uh, hands-on experience to, to talk about it. And so I love super giant games. So I'm looking forward to playing that. Of course, I've been playing a shit ton of cyberpunk, nothing else. So Dustin's entirely correct. This will be our shortest intro to our show, by the way, 15 minutes. <laughs> Maddie, I forgot to mention one thing. That oh, involves never mind. Both it won't of be us. our shortest. Keep going. Sorry. Well, it will only take a second is that oh, if you uh, are interested in hearing a Demon Souls spoiler cast, oh, right. Maddie oh. and myself did one on the Collins Last Stand Patreon uh, just this past week. Mm-hmm. And so that is right now uh, 
specifically only on the Patreon, which I believe you can get that now for just the dollar level. Cool. And cool. so, yeah, if you want to hear Maddie and I do a deep dive, that's uh, on Sacred Symbols Plus, patreon.com slash Collins Last Stand, if you want to this, hear that. Yeah, you know what? I, I almost forgot about that because this week's been a whirlwind. I nearly yeah. forgot to mention my panel that I did for Fallout 4. I yes. was like, I want to promote oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. Yeah, uh, so this past week uh, on Saturday, I hosted a Fallout 4 reunion panel with pretty much every major voice in the game, excluding the male player voice, Curry, uh, Curie, sorry, and um, Strong. So everyone was there, every companion, uh, their respective voice actor or actress, and it was Very about cool. two hours, and it was a really good time. Uh, the first five minutes, I was definitely shitting my pants a little bit, but got better, <laughs> loosened up a little bit. I'm happy that I, I was able to accomplish that. And uh, once again, a big awesome. shout out to Courtney Taylor, the female player voice of Fallout 4. Uh, she's the one who really strung everything together and uh, did a wonderful job getting everyone on board from you know Matt Mercer to John Gentry, uh, Gentry, sorry, and um, just everyone in the game. You know, I, I connected a couple of them, but she did a lot of the heavy lifting there to allow me to just focus on the panel. So I want to shout her out once more. And uh, if you're interested in that, it's currently archived on my channel. Uh, you can check it out whenever. And I promise you, it will put a smile on your face. The, the people there were incredible. The chat was incredible. Um, you know, it was just, it was a really, really good time. So for those of you who are looking for a little nostalgia, or even if you don't like Fallout 4, I think it's still a good lesson because you get some perspective on just acting and the process behind Fallout 4 because we have the voice director, Kal-El Bagdanov, there. So it was just a, a really really good moment and uh definitely a career highlight for me so i would appreciate you giving that a look if you've got the time very cool yeah with that though we do move into our highlight of the show our extended thoughts on cyberpunk 2077 so uh you know this is no disrespect to any other game out there there's been a lot of big launches a lot of great games this year but this is definitely the biggest game of 2020 it's the one that everyone's talking about uh, it had a million concurrent players on Steam, 8 million pre-orders. Uh, it's been doing really well sales-wise. And uh, there's been some issues, of course, at launch that we'll get into. But generally, uh, I've had the game since December 1st. Uh, I've been playing it. So I've had my hands on it. I've put over almost to 60 hours into the game. I've had to slow down a little bit this week to focus on content. But uh, I've been playing a lot of it. Uh, I've been really enjoying it. Of course, we'll expand upon that more. But I've been making daily videos on Cyberpunk for a while now. So I want to start off by dishing it off to you, gentlemen. What are your thoughts on the game so far? How deep are you? What are you liking? What are you disliking, of course? Let's uh, let's get right into it because this will be a long talk. Go ahead, Dustin. Damn. Um, you know, I th was thinking a lot today about how to even tackle this because... It's like, uh, it's very, uh, I don't want to say two-sided. I'm trying to think of the, the correct term. It's like very, very good and very, very bad at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. Because my experience has been on a PC that has a 3080 in it and, uh, you know, a, a 3700X processor. And so... Uh, my experience has been very, very different from anyone playing this on all of the consoles. And obviously then at the console level, there's a wide variety of uh, performance levels and graphical fidelity, whatever you want to call it. So let's start with the bad. Um, 
and everyone knows this at this point, so we won't we don't have to beat it to death, but the state of this game on consoles is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And what CD Projekt Red did is unacceptable, period. As far as not letting reviewers get their hands on the code, not letting people know. This is the, the prime example of why, you know, you shouldn't pre-order games, especially if we you don't know what it's going to perform like on different consoles. Right. So, yeah, I, I think instead of just, I don't want to just sit here and talk all my thoughts at once. I'd let's. I'd rather bring Carrick in on this because I know that you've got a lot of thoughts about the state of the game, um, especially on consoles, because I think you have the most experience with that. But I guess in addition, one other thing I'll say before I want to throw it to Carrick because I'm just really curious what he thinks. The PC performance, from what I can tell, performance and bugs actually, has been extremely mixed depending on the player. For mm-hmm. example, the the only main things that I've encountered in my seven-ish hours, probably seven or eight hours that I have in so far, is I've had some floating guns. I've had just a couple weird anom- anomalies with like animation and characters but nothing horrible and i had one time where a quest would not proceed and i had to like reload and fuck around to get something and eventually it just worked but overall so far it's been not that bad but that doesn't mean that's the experience for everybody um since i've heard about a lot of bad shit on even the pc version so Carrick, as far as the the consoles, um, what are your Actually, thoughts? Actually, mine's more PC as well. Really? Okay. I mean, there's about 25 hours split between the two. I don't know, 50, 60, 40 or something. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a giant fucking turd. I don't think it's I I I do. I just at least so far from what I've seen, I think it's a piece of shit game. And they like it, it, they're the bugs and everything affect the plot. They affect the the curve of enjoyment. It's just, it's a disaster, man. It's a fucking piece of shit. I have 25 hours and all it is is bugs. And I'm not saying that you didn't have them or what, but every person, and we did this yesterday, I actually paid people to go watch streams. There were people yesterday saying, I've had no bugs. I'm playing the PC version. And there were bugs occurring as they were playing. I don't know how you could say there's no bugs. Like, I don't. Right. But the thing is, is I don't know the level of what people will say is a bug or if they're myopic or, Mm -hmm. you know, is it Periscope level? Is it like, oh, I'm so amazed by this. I'm not. But dude, it's bugs. It's drawing. It's It's the worst drawing I've ever seen in a PC game in my life. And I have a super powerful system. My performance is not bad on the PC. I would consider it average, average. Actually, it's about, it's, if I was reviewing, I'd say that that's not the worst part, but man, like it makes sense now why they were so worried about all the code because I, and and I would be worried about the PC code because first of all, they lied. They're like, oh, a patch is going to come out. It's going to fix everything. They said that three days prior to, which, of course, I got in a bunch of trouble because I tweeted out. And I was like, no, nah, that's a lie. It's not happening. It's for sure not because I knew it wasn't happening. I'm not going to say how. And it didn't happen. It's exactly the type of boilerplate language you see in streamer NDAs. All the streamers people trust, you can't trust them, man. 
They, it states right in their NDAs to tell people that everything will be fixed with a patch. It states it in NDAs all the time. And I've talked about this for three years. And what happens? People get on Twitter and their exact words are the boilerplate language I've talked about for years, which is, oh, no, a patch is coming. Oh, no, we've got a patch for that. Oh, a patch is coming for sure. It'll fix all that. It's it's unacceptable, man. For a game like this, I just don't care. Like, I just don't care. They need to have fixed it. And I like a lot of parts of it, but I think performance-wise, it's utter trash and it affects the plot and affects my enjoyment of what I'm doing. Because I have had uh, a quest. First of all, a quest stopping bug that you have to restart your save, to me, that's a stopper. Mm-hmm. That game shouldn't have been shipped. Mm-hmm. Ad- admittedly, I don't work for the company. But that's, that is a stopper. That should be... That's what Jim... By the way, Jim Sterling talked about for Hellblade. Look at the shit he got by saying, I got to the end of Hellblade and there was a bug that didn't let me progress. And so he was like, I don't love the game. And people shit themselves on that game. This game's got hundreds of them. I mean, go online and look. It's not It's not like, oh, only the people who complain are online. Dude, it's everywhere. Yeah. My entire Discord's filled with people. I went and checked Reddit's Discord's full of people. There's obviously a lot of polish they should have done. I agree. Yeah, for, for those who need even additional perspective, I added a... Because there were so many bugs being posted to my Patreon Discord that I had to make a section for bugs to be shared. Like... Yeah, it's unheard. Of. Like, dude, it's, it's yeah. just yeah. And you know, it's different because I I do have an RPG centric audience, and I do know most of my Discord is going to be playing the game. But at the same time, man, like the fact that there were so many photos being sent in that I was like, okay, we need to separate this into a, a, another area so that chat can continue. It was just like oh. I've never had to do that, man. Not that I didn't. Oh, also, see I should it, say just... I'm saying it's trash because it's trash for me right now. Mm, I'm not right. saying like I when I do the review, that's when I'll say if it's trash. I want to make sure people understand That's that when your your game your no your gameplay and your plot are impacted, your gameplay is impacted. It feels like trash. Mm-hmm. That's just all. That's what I'm saying right now. I had a guy. I've had so many bugs. I have video of me playing and talking into the mic as I'm playing, and I'm counting, and I'm at one thousand seventy-seven bugs in less than two hours. And I get to a part where a dude walks above my head and jets into the sky, and I actually was so tired of bugs. I said. Is that on purpose? Mm-hmm. Is that, was that, was there like, is there something going on like that I'm not paying? Like, is that a hologram or is that, you know, something else that a I'm jet not? Pack. <laughs> or a jetpack. Like, I, it's just so bad. And I get people all the time, and I'm not saying they're lying, but I had people even on my Twitter who were like, I must be lucky. I'm the only one who has no issues. No, you for sure oh, do. Yeah, that's what to say. Because we actually know some issues are occurring on all platforms regardless. What's happening is the level of notice, and I have no problem somebody not noticing these. None. My job is to notice them and to tell you. Your job is to enjoy your game. So to me, if somebody says, I haven't had any, I'll say, no, you for sure have, but I'm not going to hammer on them. Like, enjoy your game. It's just right now, I can't. And the consoles, yeah, the consoles... Xbox X is great, actually, I I will say. I've I've had more enjoyment with that on quality mode than I have on performance mode for PS5 because PS5 has some weird, shadowy shit, and Digital Foundry's broken down some stuff. Yeah, Um, a good video. uh, But anything other than that, the Xbox X and all that is just... uh, performance on top of the bugs that's the problem 
right? So also worst character editor fucking ever. Fuck you. CD Projekt Red is a RPG company and they release that shit ass character creator for fucking tattoos, man. It's like, hey, dude, this is whatever. Maybe it's 11. I don't remember. But they had so few choices in that character creator. I was blown away. Oh, great. You can make your dick. That's awesome. But you can't, like, adjust more features with your nose or your face. Yeah, I think it You're goes to show. You're stuck with these small templates. I, I do think that went to show that I liked the level of customization in some ways because it was, like, different customization. You know, the cybernetics on your face and whatnot. It was, like, instead of having face paint fingernails. tattoos. Fingernails. You know, fingernails. That was pretty cool. Yeah, fingernails was great because you actually saw them interacting in the cutscene a little like you actually would see them i'm like oh thank god i paid attention to that um but you know at, at the same time uh i i just can't help but wonder this whole time and this might be just like a really antagonistic thought but do you think bethesda's sitting there just like yes like fuck you guys <laughs> you know after years after fucking the witcher 3 versus fallout 4 they're just like it's their yeah. turn and fallout you mean are they human yeah, right. I know. Like, I just, I mean, I, I can't help but imagine they're, they're having a little bit of vindication through this, uh, this, this tough buggy time. Or that, even just the thought of, hey, at least somebody else has a game that's come out, you know. Yeah, you just, got, I got to wonder. But uh, you know, yeah, the character creator I thought was, it's it a made D&D me wonder, game, Maddie. it made me wonder if they chose, you know, to change your breast size, your dick size, all that stuff. I'm like, was that, that felt like for PR because then you see this. Right. sex scenes and you're just like oh my god they like went really hard with this stuff and that that generated headlines for for fucking weeks people used it as a talking point for years once it came out uh that that was going to be the case it's just one of those things man where um i guess it was smart because it worked but at the same time it definitely like i, I would i don't you know just choosing you know male female or, or neither and then just moving on to like all the like having 12 more tattoos I do think because they moved the game to first person only that they like, for example, the helmets in the game look awful. And so you can't hide helmets. It's because like, oh, well, it's in first person. Who cares? And I think it might be the same thing with tattoos. It's like, oh, how much are they really seeing their character? But But there's 45 eyes. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know what made um, me mad about this character creator is that it suffers from the same thing that Monster Hunter World does, where you can be like, wow, I love the way my character looks. And then once you get in game, it's like they don't look the same. That mm-hmm. that does not look like the character that I spent an hour making in the game. Yeah. After. Yeah. In a, in a what's cyberpunk funny, future game, you can't. What's funny, too, is I'll probably end up liking the game because I'm a huge fan of like, well, fun and all that stuff. But from a technical starting point, it's it's one of the worst um, fr- first showings I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Even from a non AAA, we're talking like double, you know, double double A B level. It's like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I'll probably end up liking it, you know, when all said and done, and they'll patch it and stuff like that. But it's really sad that it's going to take that. Yeah, That's, I agree. Because Witcher Three, somebody had the audacity, by the way. And if you're if you're okay with companies doing absolutely nothing and fixing nothing, then give me your money, and I'll continue to deliver nothing to you. Come <laughs> to my patron, 
buy into my patron and tell me you're the person who believes that because Witcher 3 was buggy, it's okay for Cyberpunk to be buggy. If you are okay with continual lack of improvement, I can show you somebody who's a master at it, man. Like, come to my come to my Discord. Give me sixty bucks. I'll deliver to you lack of professionalism and improvement. I'm blown away. People do that. They're like, well, Witcher three. Witcher three was seven fucking years ago, jackass, or five or six. I don't remember how long wasn't it? Five, five or yeah, six five years ago. Yeah. I was like, you well, were and right. it yeah, doesn't five, matter. Yeah. But it's been five years, and they and we we're oh, it's it's a worse release, and. Mm-hmm. It's just to me, it's like when are when are people going to hold some of these companies accountable and be like, I mean, yeah, dude, you're asking sixty bucks, for especially this shit. when people were like, oh, it's being delayed again in September. They're like, oh, it can't be that bad. It's like, what if they did release it back in September? You know, that's a oh that's my a terrifying thought. That's a they people think it's bad now. Imagine when they had that release date locked in, and then they were saying they were surprised, like when it got delayed. Holy fuck! Here's my question. They being, guys. by the way, sorry, they being like cyberpunk, some of their team was like right. surprised by the delay. So, Maddie, you've spoken on this quite a bit that you feel like, you know, CD Projekt Red has a cult-like following that may or may not be deserved, right? People defend them. I just think nail. people don't treat them equally. And right. I think they've earned their goodwill, but people don't give them like right now, this was Bethesda whole oh, whole. Oh. Right. Bethesda, but, Activision, EA. Oh, man, I would love to see this. <laughs> my, my point, you said goodwill, and I think that's the the, the key of the, the whole point right now that I'm thinking of is that, like, mm-hmm. this is a company that earned so much goodwill for over the years since uh, Witcher 3, right? Um, and it, it became almost like a meme at some point where it was people online where, like, you see, like, the, the stupid stuff that people post to be like, Witcher 3 day one no dlc or a free dlc for however many weeks no microtransactions blah 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 like it oh, became like the, this... the side by side thing where they just compare. Yeah. yeah 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 so it's my question though despite all of that is that cd project red knew that this was going to be bad right mm-hmm. they knew that these ps4 and xbox one versions were in a horrible state they did what they could to delay right and at some point, well, first of all, months ago, they probably were thinking about the question on whether or not this game should even have been released on those consoles, right? Mm-hmm. Surely there was a conversation, should we make this a next-gen only game, right? Right. And they decided that, I, I don't know whether it was just, a, you know, I'm guessing it's money, because that's always the answer. Is they're I was like, going to say. We stand to lose too much money, okay? So that's the first you know, ding for me. The second thing though, is that they tried to hide it in a really scummy way, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And it's funny now because as soon as the game came out, they were bragging about their level of pre-orders. And I'm like, I get it. Do you want to brag about that? But you've also pre-sold people, this game that's fucking broken. Millions of people are going to play this game on a base PS4 or the original Xbox One or the Xbox One S, and they're going to have a horrible experience. So I feel like CD Projekt Red took the money in this situation, and you know they can brag about those numbers, and I think it's only going to get worse that that goodwill that they gained is not going to last 
Well, because that's the thing. They went against what gained them so much ground, right, when they did that. right? I think they hit a crossroads there. And to add a little more information to what you were mentioning, a couple of things. Obviously, 150 million consoles between PS4 and base Xbox One still exist. I think it's in the 160 million area. That's a lot of money to leave on the table. Number two, they were already accepting pre-orders, so to randomly cancel it, I don't know if they could even have done that. Uh, three, they confirmed that they already made all of their money back on development. Now, I'm sure that would have happened regardless if they did next-gen only and PC only because half their pre-orders came through PC. But still, I think it would have taken longer. Now they're just making raw profit for everything afterwards. So, you know, when I look at it, yeah, I think they made the decision after all these delays and all this turmoil, to say the least, that uh, it would be smarter as a business to just go forth, you know, eat the eat the punch and just release this thing and fix um, it later. I I do agree, but I will say that there have been rumors, and this is something that I said in a couple of the news videos I've done, is that while I'm harping on them, um, there is a chance that they have, whether it be TV shows, movies, pen and paper, already in the works. And Michael, Mike Pondsmith, the guy who made it and all that stuff, he's got his D&D paperwork stuff being created for it as well. Right. There may be a point, too, where they couldn't, they couldn't, push it off without so like let's say there's a movie tie, or let's say there's a tv show tie-in they can so that you still have to now do the two weeks where everybody has to uh quarantine for the two weeks then you have your recording time and then another quarantine for them to return home and mm-hmm. i do know that most studios now are doing that section thing where they're like this show will be recorded in this time frame this show and even if you do 50 like episodes they're they're now grabbing everything and condensing it so mm. there's a possibility something beyond what any of us know is going on but i will say that uh those console p- the base console versions could be made to run completely fine you just have to adjust resolution and and all that stuff and that what i'm seeing on the pc with the 2080 ti and the 3080 um with the draw in isn't related to base consoles hmm. at all hmm. so the base console was what it was created on remembering that it was created years ago prior to either one of the com- or either one of the you know major companies sending them platforms to build on uh, including the pro by the way they, the the x and the pro when they first started you know producing this but what makes me wonder what's going on is is it possible that um they did adjust something and that's why we heard 2 years ago that pe- somebody said they just now started production even though technically it should have been in production for 2 years so yeah. I'm wondering if they went base console PC, the new consoles, you know, the idea of the new consoles, which, by the way, CPU, if you know how, how you know, FPS is delivered, CPU is usually FPS, resolution is usually GPU. Is it a possibility that whatever they decided to do, they saw the new CPUs, which are monsters in the consoles. Those are actually monster CPUs. Perhaps they did change some stuff. Because, dude, we heard leaks and rumors, by the way, which most have turned out correct. So I have mm-hmm. to believe the others. If you believe the rumors that have turned out correct, then you have to believe the others, which is that they didn't start production or they redid production about two years ago. So maybe there was something there, you know, there yeah, was a little bit I, more basic console. One of, the, one of the common misconceptions with this game, too, is a lot of people go, I waited eight years for this thing or like it's been no, in development for eight years. And I'm just like, it got announced then. But the shit didn't really try to enter any type of full production until 2016 when Blood and Wine. If was not done. later. Right. Because yeah. am I wrong? I thought there was a rumor from a dev or a artist who said, dude, we have been sitting here doing nothing 
because the guys can't decide what type of game they want to make. I am absolutely sure I saw. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying to add on to that. Like a lot of people think it's been this almost 10 year development cycle and it's like, no, it's, it's, it's been like four. It's been a normal dev cycle. I do want to make sure people understand. Again, I'm looking at stuff technically at first. I know other people like it because I'm sure somebody's out there is like, meh, 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 meh. It, it may turn out to be awesome. It's just right now, like I said, well, the yeah. front end is not is not delicious. Yeah, it's, and we'll, it, we'll it's talk pretty fucking horrible. The game as well. You know, I'll have this sectioned off so people know if they just want to skip performance and bugs and all that shit and they just want to talk about yeah, the they, game. Yeah, do that. Section yeah. it off and then that way they can. They yeah, can I'll skip. do that right now. Go I was going to say, are we sorry. ready to flip the switch? Oh. Oh, no, to, one uh, last thing. One last, okay. Dude, that, uh, by the way, this is, ignore all the other stuff I say. This, to me, is the most depressing. The sound in this game is hyper bad. That Whether it be the bugs, the 3D audio, the channeling, voices sounding like they're here when they should be over here. All kinds of disastrous issues on PC. Mm. Luckily, I want to say a big shout out. There's a Redditor. I'm going to forget his name. A Redditor figured out one of the fixes was like downloading a specific driver for like Windows Sonic that for whatever reason, CD Projekt Red had not, they must not have told anybody about or, or packaged in their game. And it actually returns a bunch of broken sounds for a good contingent of people are missing so if you think you might if you're listening and you're like this doesn't sound the greatest especially when it comes to channeling and feeling like 3d you may want to look online because there is a reddit post where a guy found out what you need to download and it's actually it's almost like when you maybe don't have the right back in the day didn't have the right version of DirectX or something you know it's Mm, like it's something like that it's a pretty big deal so that should be a warning to people um if you're if you're hearing things it's not like valhalla these are good recordings. They just, um, it's not the greatest audio. So may want to download that patch. That was it. I just wanted to mention that because everybody mentioned that before I even played the game. And then when hmm. I played it, it was instantly noticeable. So, yeah, I actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I didn't have those, that experience there, or at least it was nothing yeah, I really picked up on personally. I try to, since I started talking to you, Carrick, I try to be thorough with that. So that, More that actually cognizant. may be a, yeah, that's the word. Uh, I try, you know, so I, I feel like that might be a, an inconsistent thing, or I'll go back and see if maybe now that it you could be inconsistent. Things... Could be your headphones, could be your settings. Mm, that's a problem yeah. with Windows, obviously. Yeah, true. Could be, yeah, it could be, but it's something that's big enough that like people were, like a person made a huge post and was like, "This is a way to fix it." And um, so yeah, I mean, all bugs are have a chance of not showing up. Well, that's the bug report for Cyberpunk. With that. Let's go ahead and dive into Cyberpunk itself. Dustin, you seem pretty eager to share some thoughts yes. on the game. Yeah. So bugs aside, and I'm sure it'll still come up anyway, you know, just because it's it's interfered with the experience one way or another, even mine. Like, I, I like the game a lot, but it was pretty prominent. But game alone, what do you think, buddy? I think this game is fucking incredible. Okay. Wow. Now, again... I'm speaking from my personal experience. So someone out there that's having horrible, horrible bugs, stuff like that. Sorry. This is just my experience so far is that I am amazed on so many levels from this game. I'm amazed by the world night city. I think night city honestly is the the thing to me that I love so much about this game. Like I'll be, I find myself like walking as much as possible because i just want to look around this world specifically what's so 
impressive is that how layered it is. I feel like it's just like layers and layers and the the amount of uh scale in the world too is just so cool. And I don't know I guess it would be the like volumetric lighting, especially at nighttime, the way that the city lights light up the world and there's like this thick fog and this glow with the different neons. It's like so so cool and i i'm a huge fan of different cyberpunk aesthetic or media as far as like ghost in the shell and blade runner and stuff like that and so this really does this world feels like the cyberpunk video game world that i've always wanted to explore Hmm. and so on top of that as well is just that I'm really enjoying like the the level of um and I think this is Maddie something you've hit on for a while or you know really hit on with your reviews and your preview is that how much of an RPG this game is in its different systems and the different amount of customization and so I've really been enjoying like I'm sometimes I'll play an RPG like this and I will just be like okay these are this is where I want to focus in. I'll just forget about everything else, or I won't think about it too much because sometimes you can just kind of like hone in on one specific style of play or something. But right. I feel like I've really tried to go in depth and learn about the different systems of the game, and so yeah, I I've loved that aspect. the The other thing, the one last thing, also that I've really enjoyed is the uh, the combat system and i i mean that as kind of a large scale as far as including i guess it wouldn't be combat i guess this is actually just gameplay and the fact that there's the the sneaking mixed with the hacking and the gunplay and the the sword play even in some instances i feel like all of them i've been doing a, an interesting mix of all of them in a way where there are times that i'll be really sneaky and i find it pretty enjoyable and especially mixing it with the hacking skills it almost reminds me i don't know this probably isn't a good comparison but there are times i was doing the sneaking around the hacking i'm like this kind of gives me like a immersive sim like dishonored type feel even though the powers aren't it's not really like that but Mm -hmm. maybe like metal gear or something i don't know just like i was enjoying you know hacking into cameras putting out different distractions on guards stuff like that i thought that was just super super fun so and there's so many things that i haven't even really gotten to dive into yet just because i'm still so early on like doing uh different gun uh attachments and stuff like that like all the guns i've pretty much gotten are just shit that i find on people's bodies and stuff but overall man i'm just like really really feeling um amazed in a lot of ways when it's working Right, I guess I should say what what this game will eventually become in a lot of ways is going to be really, really something special. And the story also, I did not expect to be drawn in, but I'm finding as I learn more that it's been very, very intriguing. So, Maddie, I, I think I told you this uh, when we talked last, is that I like started listening to your impressions and review and then i end up turning them off because i was like i'm just gonna experience this for myself so i'm, I'm curious sense. if if you and i kind of I, I think you said you thought it was like one of the best rpgs yeah and i want to 
make sure I try to make it very clear in my review. When I say best RPG of the gen, some people are like, he's saying it's the best game of the gen. I'm like, no, no. I said one of the, cause it is definitely not the best. Um, but as someone who plays a lot of RPGs and I'm not, I think I'm some self-proclaimed RPG King, but I do play them a lot. I feel like on a triple a level, this one sticks out in particular. I've played triple a RPGs a plenty. Like one of the biggest games for my channel was fallout four. And it's not like I was looking at them side by side, but if I want to have a company with a big budget tackle RPGs, like we've seen Ubisoft try to do with the Assassin's Creed franchise, and they've made some strides. I thought Valhalla was great in a lot of ways, but this is what I kind of want to see, bugs and performance issues aside. Uh, this is what I want to see. I felt like uh, there were enough shades uh, in my conversation to kind of reflect who my character was, uh, especially in the gameplay, as Dustin really touched on. I thought the build options were fantastic. I don't know yet, and I'll have to continue to research because I don't think anyone's played the game or had the game long enough uh, to know if there is a level cap or anything like that. So I don't know if you ever actually do hit that wall uh, because you're assigning attribute points or if you just continue to level up. That's something that will be very important to highlight. But still, even then, I'm level 35 or 4 right now. And, um, you know, at one point or another, you still need to pick a direction to go in. And the game kind of encourages that. Uh, especially for me, I'm like more of a glass cannon because uh, I was doing hacking and uh, quick hacks rather and uh, tech build. So I do a lot of damage. People can't hide from me, but the trade-off is I can drop pretty fast. So I found the game relatively challenging. But yeah, like when I look at other RPGs, like I think Wasteland 3 and Divinity Originals and 2 smoke this game completely as role-playing games. But on a sure. AAA level, when it comes to the quality of animations, um, the, the conversation options, having two voice protagonists and still having all the options you do, uh, storytelling in general, writing side quest variety, uh, the, like I said, the gameplay options, uh, build options. I think it is one of the best that, you know, once again, I look at fallout Four. that was a triple a RPG that was supposed to be a big thing. Uh, but that game did not have a level cap. So you could just keep going. Um, it did not have like diverse choices. It was a game that you saw got burned by, uh, the voice protagonist. So the reason I keep reflecting on that is because that's an example of a AAA RPG where the budget either ate it up or they weren't using it properly. So yeah, on a lot of fronts, you know, when I look at the Outer Worlds, which is a little more condensed, or Vampire, which is a little more condensed, on a bigger scale, on a AAA level, I think this does everything you want to see from a AAA RPG. Uh, in fact, it it does it so well. That uh, and I wouldn't say this is really on me, but I found myself and I put I put it in quotes getting greedy when I make a choice that the game didn't like directly respond in such a dramatic fashion like I was uh, expecting it to. So I usually don't get that with games. I feel like even Valhalla makes it very clear like this is a choice this way or this way. Um, right. A lot of developers don't handle it as subtly I think as Cyberpunk does, and that's its strength and weakness as an RPG. I think because I think a lot of times. You want to know when you're making a choice. You want to know when you're doing a thing that will affect the story. Uh, but the way they try to organically have it happen, it can be really good because it hits you and you're like, oh, shit. Or uh, it kind of doesn't. And later on, someone will, I mentioned this in my review, you'll skip out on a fight and someone will call you like a wimp later on. It's like, okay, all right, whatever, dude. You know, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it just, just as an RPG, it's been fun to play. Uh, you know, I, I go back to games after I review them and I keep playing them just just cause really. But um, with this game, I genuinely know I like it a lot because I'm just going back and sinking more hours and sinking more hours. Uh, like I said, it's been kind of tough this week, but even every night almost I've, I've gone back to this game for two hours minimum. And so 
it's just one of those things where I think it's just a really fun game to play at minimum. You know, even if the AI sometimes is really wonky, it's it's nice to just like feel the power of assigning a, a suicide quick hack and watching me from a mile away just have someone blow their brains out and then short circuiting someone else and just everyone in the room's gone. Like it's just cool. It's like this game's form of magic. So I've yeah. enjoyed it a lot personally. But Carrick, I'm gonna I'm gonna dish it off to you, man. You said you might end up liking it. What has what have you enjoyed about Cyberpunk? When you can well, enjoy something. <laughs> I li- I think the voice acting again. I haven't got as far as you guys because I've been looking at the all this and, and doing a walk in the walk as well. But um, mm. think I I think so far, I I absolutely dig the male voice acting. I, I think as because I haven't got a super long ways into it, but I actually really like it. Uh, that could fall apart. I don't know if it does. Uh, I definitely like that. I will say that as somebody who also likes cyberpunk, but I would say probably more in the narrative than in anime. So like Dustin was saying, I, and he wasn't saying only anime, but he, he brought up like, you know, ghost in the shell, stuff like that. I definitely like it, but I'm more altered carbon or snow crash. And I would say I haven't felt that yet, even though I love cyberpunk. So that's what I'm waiting for. If that makes sense. That's what I'm hoping for. And I assume mm-hmm. will happen because I dude, Pondsmith was you know, helped create this. So at some point that will like, I'm sure that will happen regardless of tech issues. Cause dude, I liked alpha protocol. Fuck. If I can like alpha protocol, I can like anything. Cause that game is just one big <laughs> bug mess. I wouldn't have told other people to buy it by the way. That's the yeah. difference. But you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've liked, in fact, I really like his voice acting. There was a part. It's actually early on. Oh, you know who I didn't like though? His assistant fucking punch that guy in the face. Uh, I did like, you know, eavesdropping on people. I waited. So in Corpo, you can start and there, uh, you get your job and the guy talks. And I would say this is far more Deus Ex than it is GTA. Like, that's what I've already mm-hmm. told people. It's like, this game is way more on the on the Deus Ex side with an open world or s- weirdly open world than, than it is a GTA kind of game. And I sat there and listened to him. You know, and he, he went on for a little bit and then started repeating himself. Nothing above or beyond or anything but i liked that i thought all that stuff was good i will say that graphically it's more barren than i thought it was going to be and i know digital digital foundry and i have a tendency to disagree a lot of times on like they sort of just like when things are thrown everywhere and they're like there's a bunch of debris it looks cool and i'm like nah it needs to look like lived in like i want to i want i want things to sort of make sense in steps you know uh and i haven't seen that as much um I like the I like the way the guy see the problem is is I'm all right now I'm just noticing everything that's half there so like I love the NPCs that walk around but they do nothing yeah right. and I so that. I thousands of routines yeah and so I do this thing where I'm like oh man because I do the walking the walks so that's going to be what I and so I, I I sort of like oh can I follow them and you can hate Legion if you want but go watch AI on games. Watch his video on Legion that he that he put up the uh, day before yesterday. That shit's mind blowing. Even if you don't like the game, how those guys it's go, they tech, do man. shit. They they mourn their dead in that game. So if you kill somebody, they the husband or wife will mourn the person you killed. And I talk about that in the review. There's crazy stuff. So in this one, I f- I wanted to follow him and have him do stuff. But on the other hand, this game's got something that I thought was pretty cool. The the shit ass way they all dress i know that sounds weird but 
especially there's no 1980s anymore, right? That that fashion sense is gone. 1990s fashion sense, grunge is gone. And we're currently in that right now where you can sort of dress the way you want, right? I mean, I, mm-hmm. I would say overall, it's no longer, you can't have tattoos or anything. And in 2077, it'll be even farther. And when I jumped into that game and started walking down the street, I'm like, the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> I had no clue. It, it almost makes your brain rewire because you're like, who do I worry about? Because in, in like a GTA, you sort of know where you are. And in that game, I was seeing people wearing some weird shit. And I was like, you know, like, are they a gang? Are they part of a gang? You know, like, how, what do I worry about? I really dug the the way they sort of had that eclectically built out. And it didn't feel like you got a bunch of copies. Because that can happen a lot of times where it just feels like the same drone walks past you. You know, and it did happen, yeah. but not too much. I, I, I'm sure it's happened to me more than once, but I've only seen it once. Like, You've seen which one? The drone, uh, the, 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 the uh, repeat, the two two of the same character model right. walking in my direction. It's probably it's. And I mean I, that I, could I happen. Imagine. We've all worn the same shirt. By the way, I do want to say that it's white Sith, gray Sith, and black Sith. If you look at the color schemes we all chose, you could say Jedi. But look mm-hmm. at the color schemes we all chose. Like Maddie's super white, <laughs> and all of the stuff he's chosen. Yeah. Yeah, I would say like, if I, I would say Dustin down. isn't all black because he's wearing a gray, but then all my stuff is gray. We're like, like the uh, Jedi Council. I have a trick up my sleeve though, Carrick, and it goes into my you next can adjust question. your lights no question oh. is what did you guys think about keanu reeves in the game oh my god mm. <laughs> oh, i kind of hate that okay we'll go to that we'll go to that in a second anyway good stuff i will say uh shooting feels <laughs> just moves right on damn yeah because because that might turn bad but shooting and st- <laughs> combat and stuff has felt okay i did know somebody told me this and i don't know if this is true because i haven't really got to this point actually multiple people have told me that the game does have a tendency at certain points to lock you into battle types or fights particular fights that if you are built for one spec they can they feel they feel oddly broken and i don't know if they mi- that's okay to me like if i bring a sniper to a fucking knife fight right and i miss the shot I'm going to get my ass kicked. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. But the way they were bringing it up, it sounded like there might be some oddities in some of the boss setups or fight setups. Maybe there's some special fights that I don't know about because I haven't got that far. But uh, that's the one thing I'll look out for is like, you know, builds and, you know, if, if you can feel locked out of something, which I'm okay too. I don't know about you guys. And I remember we, we argued with Rob about this. Well, I did. I like a broken game. I'll admit that. I like a game that'll just be like, dude, you picked guns. This is a sword fight, bitch. You lose. So I also yeah. will have to see how it plays out. But have you is that an is that a real experience? Was because it was Silver telling me this, and he can be anal, really anal on some of the stuff that he likes or dislikes. But would you say there were some battles that like felt a little odd depending on your makeup? No, I don't want to spoil no. any bosses, but for me, I felt like you know, because originally I didn't really settle into that tech build. Like I had a silenced assault rifle. I had a normal handgun. You were switching it up a little yeah, bit. So, yeah. So, you know, I, okay. I felt like whatever boss I was facing, it kind of respected it. I will say if you're using swords and now I'm not doing I, a full body build, so I could be wrong here. But at least for me, when I was using swords, you know, I, I felt like my character was getting its ass kicked, but I didn't focus on health at all. I was like, fuck health. I said, I'm going all tech sure. weapons, all armor. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna roll the punches and hopefully I can live. And that's kind of what my my character is. It's like a, a glass cannon. So I could be wrong, but I guess that's the only thing I could say is there are some pretty mouse and keyboard, Maddie. Uh, controller. I played on PC. Okay, yeah, controller. So just so you know, mouse and keyboard doesn't have the ability to walk. 
and it oh. maps the dodge wrong. So Abzi, a guy in my Discord, shout out to Abzi, Gamer mm. Nexus. There's a mod there that fixes that, and that was made by my Discord guy who was really? bitching about it. He's like, it's a PC game. How could they not put walk in there? Yeah, so mm-hmm. he went in and he he modded a bunch of stuff um, for that. But you played on the controller. It sounded like Dustin played on the keyboard. So you did notice that, Dustin? Um, I've played with both keyboard oh, okay. and a controller. I did was like, I noticed, I was like, man, there's no way for me to walk. Yeah, but... there's no like ability to go at a normal pace. It's all right. sort of balls out. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. We got to talk about Keanu Reeves. Dustin's shirt's just making me uncomfortable. Listen, he dude, had like you, this whole joke plan. talk about that. This is so funny because I had this big reveal of this shirt planned. And then it happened. And then Carrick's like, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Oh, that then, was your, that was your any, reveal? Just so <laughs> anyone who knows is like, what the fuck is up with Dustin wearing this, this like Keanu Reeves shirt? Oh, my God. So here's the, the story hair. behind the shirt How old is, is this? no, my, so, okay, my mom, I have a very young mom. She's like grew up in the 80s for the most okay. part, right? And so she loves Keanu Reeves. She ordered this shirt for herself. Oh. And hmm. when it came in the mail, she got, I don't know, I think this is a large. I don't remember. It was not the right size for her at all. She's like, Dustin, do you want this Keanu Reeves shirt? I was like, there's surely a joke with this shirt somewhere. <laughs> or some time when I can wear this and it will make sense. I thought, okay, today's the day is to wear the Keanu Reeves shirt. How long ago did you get this? How long? Probably like six months ago. Play? Oh my God, this is a, this is a six month <laughs> waited, big dude. brain play. I've waited to wear this Keanu Reeves shirt for that long. So Wow. You haven't worn it once since you got no, it. It's wow. never been worn. This I is feel, the first time. I feel bad for telling you. I just couldn't stand the, the yeah, idea. Yeah, fuck of you, Matty. Yeah, what the? Wow. Dude, you, do, you, do you have a problem with Keanu on this? I mean, look at his face right here. looks scarily young. He just covers my body, and that's what I like about it. Anyway. Just, it just says, for those who are listening on mobile, it's just a kind of uh, <laughs> gradient text that says Keanu Reeves, and it's him when he was much younger. It's like um, Bill and Ted era. <laughs> Keanu Reeves yeah and it has yeah. like a little 90s like 80s like solo cup line at the bottom and so that's just fascinating well I guess we'll talk about Johnny Silverhand a little bit I mean you, we can't not Dude, you, you did the whole six months plan for this I can't just move on I th- okay I'm I'm curious what I think I'm gonna think as I go on and what we will not discuss the details of him because that is kind of something they kept pretty yeah, Close. that's spoiler for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that is in the trailer is that he pops up throughout your game regularly. Yeah. And that's the question I'm wondering is that when he's shown up for me, which has only been recently, because it it's a decent little ways into the game before he really becomes a part of the story. Uh, I found him popping in to be usually pretty interesting. And I'm very curious about his place in the story. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, I feel like when I played, I'm like, he has the potential to maybe be kind of annoying, but he hasn't been yet. So I'm curious if that's the case. I but... don't think it is. I don't think he, it's not like how I was talking about Immortals Phoenix Rising last week where someone's got something to say about your gameplay every five fucking minutes. Like, it's not oh like my that. God. It's not I like I couldn't that. stand that in that game. Yeah, it's, it's, he tabs in for story moments if it helps, like when you're progressing in quests or you just get to a quest area. He, oh, you talking about appear. the gods in Phoenix Rising? Yeah, yeah. Zeus. And, and you Prometheus. know that was a story. That the idea was that was going to be them. Uh, the the entire thing is unreliable narrator. Like obviously that's the pl- plot they went with. But yeah. yeah, even I found that weird. 
I was yeah. just like, shut up. Because it just was charming go. at first, right? The first couple hours, yeah. you kind of like yeah. it. A lot of things just, are charming at first. Yeah, and it just wears <laughs> off, man. And, yeah. And so, yeah. uh, I, don't so think, weird. I don't think Keanu Reeves produced that effect for the story. Like, I don't think he yeah. uh, he he appears. And that, that was a smart choice. You know, I don't think he's in your face too much. And uh, I wonder if it's because it's Keanu Reeves and he probably charged them an arm and a leg. They were like, they were like okay, we got to be he smart. He probably didn't, though. There. You don't think? I mean, That's he's got a lot of lines. Where even like wasn't it in the when he did the Matrix like he gave most of his salary to the production crew. Yeah, he's done that many times. He's, I so mean, I'm, I'm he sure they give them fair. all away, but yeah, I'm right. sure he's fair. He um, what I do appreciate though is that I like that, and I knew this before going in, but I'm glad that he's not a cameo or a quest. Right? He's yeah. like in this game. Yes, which is cool. I and, and that's the thing is that I think and. We've kind of talked about the intersection of, of Hollywood and, and gaming, right? And I think some it's usually done in a way that's mostly stupid. But I feel like having him in it is actually pretty cool in the way they did it. And I think he's good in it. Every like I he fe- seemed feels natural in it. Yeah, I, I was gonna like... say it is hard to imagine anyone else doing it. And the reason I say that is because I don't think Keanu Reeves is known as like a amazing actor, right? Like John Wick. I don't know. Yeah. I was gonna say, I don't think John Wick's like a, Oh, he's a great actor. Like, I think it's more like, Ooh, fun action, but his kind of steely dry approach really works for a character like Johnny Silver. And I don't want to talk too much about Johnny as a character, of course, you know, just cause I feel like that does reveal things, but to put it lightly, he's kind of an asshole, and I just feel like Keanu's very disconnected, almost performance, and very straightforward tone works really well for this character. I felt like it was a good casting call because at first you look at it and you go, "Oh, you just kind of like COD campaigns where where you just see the the big Hollywood stars come in, and you're like, oh, publicity," and I'm sure that was part of it, but um, it's hard to imagine him with any other voice, really. And maybe it's because it was so deeply ingrained in the marketing and everything. But I got to well, say, Keanu's a singer anyway in a punk band. So like all that oh, stuff okay. sort of fit. Yeah, see, I, yeah, I wasn't aware a, of that. He had his own band for like 25 years. Wow. So I like, I, I like the idea. I, I think it sort of plays off quite well. And he just looks the part. Like if you saw that guy and like that, sometimes you'll get that character who doesn't look like their part or whatever. Mm-hmm. He looks and sounds like that part. Yeah, exactly. It was just a good fit. It was a good fit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I first I will admit there is some shit that Keanu has to say that you that you will hear that is kind of fucking G- bonkers. You're just like, yeah. you're like, oh, man, like just imagine because Keanu's clearly such a nice guy. I understand why some people hear the performance and hear some of the shit he's got to say and go like, this doesn't work. You know, like I've heard some people say that for sure. Oh, you know that they like because he's so nice, or they know too much about him. That it, I don't know. I feel like it's easy to disconnect the the art with the artist sort of uh, mentality. But yeah, I uh, I liked his inclusion in the story. What did you? How how extensively have you guys checked the choices for this game? Because as someone who's like I'm, I love that shit in games. Like I could hate everything about the game, its universe, its gameplay, but if it gives me good choices. Like, that can sell me on a game alone. Like, Catherine, I don't hate that game, by the way, but Catherine's a good example of a game that I do play just because I love the choices you can make. I think the story's hilarious. It's interesting. Uh, but, like, at the heart of it, I'm really... Like, I played it through twice. It's just... I think it's just fun to see how choices play out. Um, 
that's something I felt was lacking in this game, and especially in skill checking. One thing I've highlighted probably to the point of redundancy, so I apologize if you're watching all my videos and you're hearing it here again. But for me, skill checks kind of fell short here. You'd pass them, and they tell you like to fuck off, or they tell you here's why you can't do it. In fact, when the game's embargo lifted, a couple of my friends wanted to see it, and so I was streaming to them a little gig I was doing, which for those who don't know, it's like a side quest where like 15, 20 minute offshoot. You know, it's not like the extensive branching storylines. But anyway, uh, this side quest here, uh, I was offered an opportunity to convince a monk to pay me for my for my work before I accepted the quest. You know, like what's in it for me was the option. It was like, a, I think, an eight uh, cool skill check, completely inconsequential character. So I'm like, I doubt there's anything, you know, before this that that would impact the choice. I said to my friends, watch. I said, he's going to tell me why he can't do this. And I do the skill check to, to ask if I'm going to get paid. And he goes, can't you do this from the kindness of your heart? You know, where's the gratitude in this? I can only, or I'm sorry, I can only offer you gratitude. I'm just like, this is what I fucking mean. I said, this game is littered with that shit all over the place and I can't stand it. So am I crazy? Have you guys had this experience? Do you even care or pay attention I mean, to this shit? Not far enough. I, okay. I will care if that pops up. It does, man. It, at least for me, it, I can name three, four distinct times where I've seen it pop up and they just tell you no. And it's like, don't put it there then. Right. The, I really haven't noticed much of that either as far as like the only skill checks that I've really noticed there's like you can only open this door if you have this tech skill. Yeah. Which so as far as conversation I have noticed that like you'll get the uh path specific options. Skill. Yeah. Yeah, which to me they haven't I haven't noticed it's like oh because I chose this path, I'm able to do this. Mm-hmm. It's usually just been like some not consequential piece yeah. of dialogue. I was like, okay, so what really is different about your life choice for me so far that I've thought is that, okay, so the beginning was different, but now I really am not noticing anything that different. <sighs> yeah. See, I feel like, and and this could just really be on me, but I recently for a, a video played Dragon Age Origins. And so to see the origin story and see how much it kind of tosses it back at you in different ways and different options you have, I was just like, Jesus, man. Like, you know, and, and you know, I, I, obviously that was when Bioware was like really on their A game. And so I do have some nostalgia for it. But going from that and then three months later playing this game and seeing how the life paths change your intro and change the dialogue options you have, but it's not in such a dramatic, heavy-handed way, uh, or it doesn't change how a, a character would respond to you outside of... I can think of one. And uh, I know for every life path, there's a kind of a character that would resonate with that. But more so what I mean is like a choice that opens up a whole new branch, something like that. I was very disappointed with that. And I imagine when they do expansions and DLC, this is something that we will see you know, uh, iterated upon and probably fixed for the most part, just because it's a smaller scope. This game is huge. So part of me feels foolish for saying I should expect all of this, but at the same time they market it as that. I think when it comes to an RPG with this game, it's more along the lines of an RPG for its gameplay. Uh, I don't, I haven't seen any dramatic story shifts yet, sadly, um, that, that I can really attest to. I've seen a lot of shades and unique scenarios, but that's not the big choices I was looking for. And the only choice I saw 
it's not spoilery, but it's just at the end of the game. I'll just say that much. Um, it's not so dramatic. I was like, oh, wow. You know, but um, that's just how I approach it. Um, we've talked about the story in general, right? Just how we feel about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i trying to... I, people have different levels of sensitivity to spoilers. I consider myself highly sensitive, and there's surprisingly a lot of people that are even more sensitive. More sensitive. So, uh, yeah, the, I, I'm just kind of diving in. What I like right now, nonspecific, is that I'm in the beginning of Act 2, and oh, you wow. kind of have a few different paths on how to proceed, which I don't know whether the thing that I'm curious about is that there's one guy that tells you to do something and then you can go off and find this person. And now that's kind of branched as well. And so what I'm trying to figure out is, will I eventually do all three of these things? Or if I do one of these, is that the overall solution? And I won't do the other. You want me to tell you? I um. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would rather know. not you say that. Yeah, I would okay. rather not. I would rather you not say that. And then also, there might be people listening that would probably. Yeah, not. that's, that's right. That could that's be why. Yeah, I was letting you guys be the moral compass here and guide yeah. you on whether or not because you have no morals. We <laughs> will uphold the. <laughs> you do. You guys guide me. Dude, the thing that I'm. Um, what was I trying to say? I'm trying really hard to actually role play this game. In that, once I make a decision, I stick with it. At the beginning, there were one or two times that I saved and reloaded. I'm like, why am I doing this? I was, I'm wow. thinking about how immersive it is, and now I'm like, oh. no, we're hmm. we're sticking with it. So, Carrick, that was a wow of disapproval. Yeah, I, I felt that was shame. that was intense shame and disapproval. You should feel about <laughs> man, dude. I'm the type of person that like I'll read the whatever they say and I'll see the general gist, and I'm just a a a. Like everybody who watches me play Mass Effect is just like, oh my fucking god, he's such a dick, and I am. Like <laughs> I just, I'll change any. Like it, it just doesn't matter. I play, I play him different than a lot of other people, but I, I definitely would never reload a game ever. I can't mm. think of the last time it, that I reloaded a game that wasn't for review, like in my life, because I feel that at that point I need to buy off on it. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I need to be like, dude, I got to, I, it's, it's on me. I'm not saying that's better or worse. It was just funny when you said it because it was that moment where I'm like, oh, my God. Well, one of the times I – so I have – to be fair, okay, one or two times I reloaded to make a different decision. The other ones I was legitimately curious about what happened with the other mm. situation. The other situation, yeah. Um, which – Well, you're going to cover the game anyway in some way, so you might as well – you know. Yeah, right? in, in yeah. certain I'm instances – I was surprised at how different and then other ones I was surprised at how not different, which I guess is good um, to have kind of, you don't want every choice to be major consequences. Right. Right. So, yeah, I, that's the thing is I'm, I'm I mentioned this in my review. I'm very spoiled by wasteland three. I think mm -hmm. that is a great example of a game that has so many, like a reaction for a reaction for a reaction. Like, every step of the way it is it is a very much a maddie rpg in that way and i try to be very as Carrick would say cognizant of that um i try to you know i try to be aware of the the type of level of reaction i like and make sure i'm i'm even and fair but yeah i just felt like this game came up short uh in, in, a, mm. in a couple of ways with with that 
Um, let's see here. We covered story. We covered gameplay. Dustin, you could see you know, one more. I story. have one. I want something I wanted to ask Carrick about oh, for technical it. stuff is that while it is extremely heavy and I honestly don't think I, I, I haven't tried it on lower settings, but the ray tracing in this game, pretty dang cool. Mm. I feel like it's made a huge, when you like, I've, what I will do is because I'm obsessed with stupid stuff like this is that I've like found a scene or a setting that I really like. I'll take a screenshot with ray tracing on and then quickly take another one with it off. And then just cause I, I like to like, decon- like I'll look at the two images and deconstruct them and be like, wow, look at how it's applied here and how this reflection looks. And so the ray tracing in this game has been very, very cool. I really am curious though, because I'm running on a 3080, which is the second, you know, most powerful card behind the 3090. And it is so heavy. And I'm even, I'm not even running at 4K. I'm running at 1440p. So obviously you have to have DLSS on, basically. If you want to do ray tracing, you basically have to have it. Which I feel like the DLSS has been a bit mixed for me, depending on which screen I'm using. When I've, played it on my computer monitor i'm like ooh, that dlss looks a little smeary something about it is kind of not right but when i was playing downstairs on my lg c9 and i had some some distance between me and the tv it looked a lot better and i think that's just because i wasn't as close to the actual screen so carrick have you experimented with that at all yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, the DLSS, the ray tracing is the ray tracing is the ray tracing kind of thing. Like, it is, it definitely, I like it on. Some people probably won't, but I like it on in this game. Uh, the DLSS is blurry because they're not allowing for, you can do the cache sharpening, but what I've been doing is using the NVIDIA panel. NVIDIA panel, the first option in the 3D options is called scale scale screen uh, and sharpen. And so if if the day one drivers don't have, uh, AI sharpening in NVIDIA, you can use this to basically what it'll do is it'll scale your screen to whatever you're running and then it'll sharpen it up a bit. You can have it ignore noise grain. So messing around with mm-hmm. it a bit, you can you can basically clean up the blurriness. And this is if people are like, oh my God, it's sharpening. You got to remember that almost every game that has heavy T, uh, TXAA, um, which is a temporal anti-aliasing, uh, it gets ghosting, and almost every game will apply a sharpening filter on top of that ghosting to return detail. So it's not like it's a magical new thing or some trick. But um, I played around with that. I like it. I mean, I like the ray tracing. I like the DLSS. I think that's the only way you're probably going to run the game is DLSS. I know somebody told me they were running it native 4K with a 3090 and or, or at 60 FPS, and I was like, I don't think you've gone to all places in the game, or many, because <laughs> it does thing. feel like there are parts where you just can't get past the stutter, and I'm using an NVMe, um, super fast NVMe for its install, with its own channel on the motherboard and everything, and even, and and so it's not like streaming drops. It's actual, you know, just optimization and incorrect calling of polygons, but yeah, which I think I, I think that it's got a lot of good options, which is great too. Yeah, it's got a lot of options. The thing for me also noticing is that so my computer monitor has G Sync, but I I don't know what the G Sync range is, or 
something about it isn't quite right, I don't think, because when I play the game on my C9, which has G-Sync in it, it really cleans up the 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 range of frame frame rates that you can get in this game. Because like if you're driving around, at least even in the settings that I've tried to dial in as best as I can, I'll still get in the 50s at worst. Yeah, yeah it'll still it'll still dive. Yeah, and then when I'm not oh. driving, if I'm indoors or on foot, it's usually closer to like 65, 70, 80 yeah. indoors at best. But if you have a G-Sync monitor, I found that that really a good G. I don't I don't know what's wrong with my Dell. I'm gonna have to figure it out. But um, dude, that, it's G-Sync, man. Yeah, sorry. G. I love G-Sync, yeah. but I also hate it. Because you never know how that shit's gonna. It can be great, and then the very next game, it's it, you're getting stuttering. You're like, "What am I?" And you turn it off, and everything's fixed. And you're just like, "Why?" Right. So I don't know about this game. I don't have a G Sync, so I can't answer that one. But as I mean, as, as long as your TV one fixes it, if you're getting a frame rate that high anyway, you're you're that's pretty high. I would say that's a pretty high frame rate for this game. Yeah, I have it like. Even on my 4K TV, I was running it at 1440p ultra with ray tracing, but not on the insane. What is it? Psycho. There's a ray tracing Psycho. called Psycho. Yeah. yeah. Not with that on. <laughs> really? And then I had it on auto DLSS. And that seems to be. Switch that off, by the way. The auto? Uh, yeah. I don't you know, know what, if you I'm, noticed that you. It might have been balanced. Go to, yeah. Go to one of the others because the thing about auto is we couldn't tell if it meant dynamic. Because normally oh. auto is auto with the all the graphics options, not auto with just DLSS. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But what would make sense if that was a if that was treated like a resolution dynamic? Mm-hmm. And so I found with auto, I was getting weird FPS bumps, and I went to performance or or optimal, I think, or balanced, and yeah. then the performance. Actually, I swear to God, it actually looked a little better, and it was performance was smooth. So right. I would just say if, if if you get a chance, you might want to check that and see if the auto is truly. I would. I don't think I've seen an auto for DLSS like that, but it was named weird. Right. It just that's not the normal naming for a, a, for a, a sub nested graphics. But I could be Which, wrong on that. I have a question. Something that I'm really confused about is that with the new cards, they've for some reason been pushing this marketing of 8k right (laughs) and so i they're not pushing with this game but it made me think because there's instances where they're like oh you can do 8k just use ultra performance dlss that ultra performance mode on this game and others looks like shit except for control really is it good on control even the ultra performance i would yeah yeah i would agree with you but i think if i remember right controls switch to 2.0 dlss and a lot Mm -hmm. of games are still shipping with 1.5 or whatever but the newest version of DLSS is pretty fucking crazy. Mm. Um, but I agree with you. In all manner I've ever seen, if they were saying, like, play with performance mode, it's like, at that point, why? Right. Because, you know? dude, like, your, your original resolution is 720p, right. I think. It's like, you, why, you, why would you run it at 8K with crazy upscaling that doesn't look great right. when you could run it at 4K native? and look way better not admittedly this this is going to be a question none of us have to answer in two years well next year because most tv not most some tvs are coming with uh artificial upscalers like the nvidia shield pro 
which is, by the way, primo for an upscaler, only adds two milliseconds. And it's anti, wow. er, er, it's artificial intelligence. And then the year after that, it sounds like almost all TVs will have it. So that means you will be able to pump in your 1440 screen and not worry about anything because it's just going to, it's going to DLSS it basically. Yeah. Cause I remember Dustin, we were talking about this type of stuff last week and you were saying how it's just about the image on the screen eventually. Like, right. I had the similar thing with my review. Exactly. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's what I said on the, the demon souls show, just because the performance road runs at 1440p technically but it upscales to 4k and it looks amazing really really good yeah so this is where i i I like digital foundry i love john by the way like i've had he's awesome but the analysis that's becoming so technical now is really making games discussion toxic and this zooming in to a postage stamp and saying, look at these two out of, you know, out of fucking spec pixels or whatever. And it's like, dude, seriously, what man. Like what they were talking about. I saw them highlight in their, uh, you know, we're not picking on them, but just I saw them highlight in their, their video, like how trash looked in uh, the garbage can and like how the texture wouldn't fully load. And I saw someone okay, like not loading. Me. If they pointed out that it's not loading, I think that's completely okay. Yeah, just because like someone then followed up with a message to me, and they were like, "I was enjoying this game. I was getting some food." And then and the trash I, didn't load. No, but they were like, <laughs> and then but they said their noodle textures look like PS2, and I'm looking at them like, dude, like when the fuck are you gonna look at the noodles in the game? I was like, is this a yeah. product of that kind of conversation that's happening? Because I'm trying I think to there's like a difference between being excited about the tech mm-hmm. and being. Um, eclectic with your pinky up like a fucking <laughs> yeah. Bond villain. And I hate that shit. Like, because I'll say, yeah. oh, dude, it's got, I always joke about glaucoma. I'll be like, the guys who developed this texture must have had glaucoma or they smeared cottage cheese on their eyes. But I'm not, it's not stopping me from fucking liking the, it's just pointing out that's sort of goofy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what have you. But what happens with Digital Foundry that I love is they they shine light on the, all these new technical. Well, John in particular, he's got a really good normal guy way of talking to people where the other dudes are a little too much. Like sometimes it sounds like they're talking down to devs. And in mm. fact, one dev did contact me. He's like, dude, this is this guy a jackass? Because he thought I knew all of them. I'm like, no, I, I don't know. But he's like, dude, he'd like in. I covered, I work on that stuff. And he's like, I have no clue why they did this. And he's like, I'm the developer. I have the clue. Yeah. The fuck are you talking about? Like you're you don't have the source code. What do you mean you have no clue of like it? Why would you even need a clue? Why would you say that? It sounds so derogatory towards somebody. Oh, I I just wish I'm the just guilty of saying that in general because I'm consistently baffled by this industry. So I'm sure I've offended a lot of people. By saying, well, there's probably a difference no between <laughs> Maddie not knowing and a person who <laughs> looks at something knowing how the end product looks, but has no clue behind the scenes why mm. they specifically chose something pretending like they are able to say you need to fix it and we see this on twitter where somebody's like they should have had this at 60 frames per second at 8k like if this other game did it and you're like the other game's on a different engine jackass it's not even right. on the same fucking engine like there's no comparison to that so Carrick, what i think is me. is sad about the digital foundry situation <clears throat> is that it's clear no matter who's making the video on that team that they have such a a passion and interest in the technical aspects of games. And I think that's why they do that postage stamp stuff, because that appeals to them and what you would hope the audience for their videos would be. The problem is their videos have become ammunition for 
these idiots and it's, it's exactly what John doesn't want. Like John's talked to me about that. I feel so that. bad for him, dude. Uh, John's the one who turned off his Twitter. He's like, dude, I just got to turn this off because like everybody's attacking me, and I'm like, I mean, I. What do you do? Like you mm. want to point it out, like you said, you do have fans who want to talk about it, but like you said, ammunition—that's crazy. I mean, it's, it d- sucks. The, did you guys see the stuff? It's like, oh, the Xbox is running Cyberpunk slightly better, and I saw a forum post where somebody's like, "Here we go." Xbox are going to come out of the woods saying, haha, we've the best game or the biggest game of the year or whatever is now running best on Xbox X. And I'm like, okay, they could say that. And maybe that would be true. Hmm. But it's like, are we getting to the point to where I did have somebody tell me the screen tearing in Valhalla made them sick. So they bought that the PS5 version, which that to me does make sense. Like something like that. But when we start getting into, you know, the shadows look slightly dithered on one you know version so it's unplayable or whatever i just fucking right and, the, and yeah that's the thing is that so many people just don't understand about the digital foundry stuff it's like they're pointing out these differences because there's a, a common interest amongst how to these see engines how work got to where it was yeah yeah and on these different platforms and like it's clear that those it's so funny to me because there's so many people that try to point out digital foundry be like see how much that they don't like the Xbox and how much they shill for the PlayStation. I'm like, if you watch their content regularly or follow these guys or anything, you would know that they do not give a fuck about platform wars, whatever console wars, whatever you want to say. Most they, of us don't. <laughs> that's right. That's Most the of thing. Most us really is that, don't like, fucking care. I think the pro- one of the problems is, is John accidentally said that he t- that that he accidentally posted this and a lot of people were like, dude, please delete that. But he posted and said for the last three or four years, they had been confirmed or they had been called Xbox X like super Xbox heavy. And it was only because Xbox gave them access to stuff. Right. And so everybody blamed them. And I was like, John, if you put that out, man, then everybody's going to think anything you do that's pro PlayStation is like, you know, a reaction Mm -hmm. to something like you just, you sort of can't do that. And it just sucks because you can't and you want to. You just want to be like, this sucks. And look at what <laughs> look what I'm dealing with today. I, I think Twitter, we should all just never post anything about our jobs. Yeah, like, you know, like it yeah, just man. needs to be ads. <laughs> ads and Patreon, uh, you know, come to my <laughs> Patreon. Because the moment you say something, people will bring it back six years later and be oh, like, yeah. you know, whether it's comedian or what have you and be like oh you said this dude there were people still trying to weaponize my fallout 4 review for my cyberpunk review and i'm just like all right can we just pause and take a moment to inhale exhale and then register i was 19 an excited kid making a review versus i'm gonna be brutally honest (laughs) we're 19 and a youtuber who made a video that reflected what you thought of the game now you've chosen to decide and and reflect on that and say you believe some stuff was inaccurate. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you had not, I wouldn't think less of you for yeah. like yeah. thinking those things. It's, it's it would, more I, so just... I would just say, oh, wow, he, you know, we don't agree. Yeah. But I wouldn't be like, well, Matt is untrustworthy. But <laughs> you chose to fix shit, which is worse. That's the honest truth, man. You just put, you should have just been like, bitches come at me because a lot of people be like, well, <laughs> fuck. If they're if he's no, not because that's what I do all the time. I'm like, come at me, man. I don't fucking care. And people be like, well, that's no fun. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't make this person run away. 
Well, yeah, I, you know, I guess I look at it this way. I feel like I have a more a more trained eye now. And when I went back to to Fallout Four, it was more so like the criticisms that I skimmed over and was like, eh. Like I, I have a question I, for I you, Maddie. Nowadays, but do you go back and do you want to push yourself off of your old bike because you were a worse bike rider when you no, started? No, certainly not. Nowadays, you you're not going to move me past any of my verdicts. For years, no one could do that. But I'm just saying, yeah, with there Fallout you go. Four, I I would say In that particular. was like my that was my first kind of big review, and I learned, got caught like, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got caught up. And so I'm not even making excuses because for the most part, I still fucking tell people this is a good ass game. I'll tell everyone. I, I really Fallout. liked Fallout 4. Yeah, like I, I'm sorry. Oh. I do. And and I think once again, sitting on a panel with all of those voice actors and actresses and seeing kind of how that game came together and how perfectly casted that game was, too. I think a lot of the shit they wanted to do, they did a good job with. But my point being is to more so what you were attaching it to about Twitter and shit. It's like, yeah, people will just pull out like. Hey, remember this five-year-old yeah. review? This is fucking relevant now. It's like, oh man, that's yeah. that's isn't that, isn't that shit crazy, dude, man? Just, it's no, just like it's just dude, entitlement. I don't even, it's just, that's it, why you get a lot of actors and actresses who just act really stupid because they're just like, yeah, I was probably yeah, maybe I was high. I don't know. Yeah, dude. Like, all right. Well, there's nothing. I, if they're not going <laughs> to react to it, what do you do? I, like at that point, you're just like. Hmm. We were streaming the Game Awards, and it was me and a couple of, of friends of mine that, and we were all sitting in Discord talking. It was the fucking pre-show, and someone was just like, "You talk, you guys talk way too fucking much." I literally said over the mic, "I was like, I saw that." Yeah, I was like, I was I like, "Get that. the fuck out of here!" Then I was like, "I don't Dude, fucking." Care. I, I could not believe that. I I fucking logged in right then. I yeah. saw your friends, and I was trying to figure out if those were pay, uh, uh, payments to you or not. And mm-hmm. then I heard you checking. You were doing your check. You were like, "Can you guys talk a little bit so we can verify?" Right. And then uh, and then all of a sudden, I looked down. And I'm like wait what it's like you guys talk over and it's just like dude yeah i'm like i mean you can leave we're gonna talk the whole fucking show by the way (laughs) mute these guys and yeah i whatever dude by the way big thanks to the to to the mods during my game awards stream they had to fight through some real fucking venomous shit (laughs) oh did they yeah man because here's the thing it's just there's there's two things that just breed animosity and it's console wars and it's the last of us part two and uh last of us part two just oh oh, man i mean do we have more to say on the the, the, I almost said the video game awards. Do we have more to say on Cyberpunk, or do you want to move into the the game awards? Let's let's move along. I think I think we've said yeah. enough for for how long yeah. the game is especially because I don't want you guys to tell me too much. Yeah, of course. I, no, I'm we want to leave it guys, fresh so. for you and others. And I think that was a good baseline discussion where we didn't get into really any details revolving even the character systems. I think we did a good job there. All right. So normally what happens when the Game Awards happens is uh, we'll go like down by all the re- all the awards and we'll talk about the big reveals. But since it's a, a very big game that launched alongside this show, we're just kind of doing a, 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 a vomit discussion on what stuck out to us, whether it be reveals, uh, awards, all that stuff. And then I will segment it in the timestamps separately. But for us, what we're looking at here, we're just talking about the Game Awards in general. So, gentlemen, I leave the dis- the direction of this to you. Do you want to hit the awards first, where I'm sure we know where that conversation will go, or do we want to hit the reveals, the announcements, the world premiere? Let's talk about something good. Let's talk about the reveals, because I want to okay. talk about that Crimson Desert game that's going to be the yeah. best game ever made by That man. shit looked like Dragon's Dogma. I thought that was Dragon's Dogma Dude, for so long. No, Dragon's I- Dogma, Black Desert, fucking every D&D game you've ever played, and early, early, early alpha access it still had two minutes of gameplay and it looked 
the fucking particle sit when he gets on the dragon and he's flying and you're like oh that was pretty cool and then suddenly people are firing cannons at him and you're like what's happening and yeah. then he's doing puzzles and then he's drop kicking a dude and then he ddt's somebody yeah, i was gonna say he did an rko <laughs> Dude, I was just and then he throws a guy and the other guy grabs a dude and like does the you know like a, a Brock Lesnar WWE fucking shoulder slam and and all the while oh. while fucking pedals are flying in the air like if that game were to run at sixty frames right now I would tell you it looks better than Ghost of Tsushima which is crazy to me but the amount of what was going on in that game and the fact that we've seen it so early oh I could not be more excited for that title like I yeah. am in that one yeah I cannot yeah. wait that, that one. Because what happened was I was talking, I think, at, or or I might have been away for a second. I came back, and um, I I didn't catch the name of the game, so I'm just guessing. And as I'm watching it, you're seeing right when I saw him crawling on the back and like stabbing the monster, stabbing the like, bad guy. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, yo, are they fucking doing Dragon's Dogma too? I was like, holy fuck, man! I wasn't disappointed at the end of it, but I was just like, oh my god, you know. And then eventually, someone said it's I think Crimson Desert was the name. But Uh-oh. that game looked. Continue really talking. Some course. I'll be right back. No problem. Dustin, did you yeah. did you like what you saw for Crimson Desert? Does this game even stick out in your mind? Do you remember it? It looked looked fine. I was just fine. thinking about how much I thought that the original Black Desert was underwhelming for me. I know that that game has a huge. I don't think it connects. So. Do those two connect? Isn't it this? It's the same team. Is it really? Right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Is this like an MMO? Uh, Crimson I, Desert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's an. It's definitely an MMO. Um. Okay. Really. Crimson Desert is Pearl Abyss. Pearl Abyss made Black Desert Online. Yeah. So it's basically like a sequel, some kind of follow up to Black Desert. So. Sorry uh, about that. I I, I apologize no, about that. The car. Anyway, what were you saying? Maddie didn't. Did uh, we were talking about how uh, Crimson Del- Desert is a follow up to black desert online except single player single, which is i was the best gonna part. say i, I thought it okay. i thought it's it an mmo they said single player single player story was the title or the what do you call it the the pr stuff i got this morning dude because that's the thing i like i i've always said that i i know black desert online is like pretty crazy with monetization wait a minute he might be talking about a different game the other Crimson game by Bandai Namco is an MMO. Scarlet okay, Nexus? Scarlet Nexus. Scarlet. That's Scarlet Nexus. What? I think no, that no might way. be an MMO. I don't think that's is that an MMO. An MMO? No, that's, that's a JRPG. No. Okay. That's a single player. No, I was guessing. I don't think either are. I, I, at least I didn't get any MMO. For an MMO, that shit looked really fucking good. Like combat-wise, interaction-wise. I don't think that was an MMO. Here's but, Okay, I'm looking at a Eurogamer article about it. It says... This is an open-world action adventure that blends single-player narrative with online multiplayer in a fantasy world called Pweewell, P-Y-W-E-L. Yeah, the multiplayer is not the actual main event. The multiplayer is battles against the okay. bosses, if you choose them. So, so it, was, it is a single-player story-based game. I was half right and half wrong. You were completely I was, wrong. Well, I was, I, Maddie, I was <laughs> saying that it was, uh, it was from the developers of Black Desert. It that is, was correct. Yeah. And you and have to, there's some DNA. One of the there. best. I mean, one of the best character desert. creators ever. One oh, of the best character yeah. creators. Oh my yeah. god, yeah, dude. That that's that, that's the thing, man. I think that's what people wanted from them because, like, for me, I always see Black Desert online. And you, like visually, when you look from afar, you go, "Wow, that looks great." Or you see some of the animations in combat. I thought it looked pretty sharp, at least back when I was like interested in it. 
but you know, you always want him to take this kind of step forward. So I thought that made a lot of sense. I didn't know that at all, but it's going to be interesting from an MMO studio to an, a single player game. I do get a little bit of a, a dragon age inquisition flashback, have an MMO directors handle an open world game. So hopefully it's uh, a little more deeper than that, but the combat looks phenomenal, especially animation wise. The, the RKOs that you could do are just incredible. That will, that's and a great depending way to on the, the multiplayer and, and all that, um, one of the nice things I liked is they didn't show any of that. It was all single player. It was all bosses. Mm-hmm. It was all these, it was no multiplayer at all. So it was like, well, there was a, there was a pawn. That's what also confused me. Yeah. That's why I, I saw, I saw his name and I was like, oh, what is this? And then I realized he threw the guy into a pawn. So it's like, it's going to be hard to know how they put it all together. But if, if the combat is as slick as they showed, which as an alpha alpha, that's slick as fuck. Yeah, that shit can only like, get better. Dude, I, exactly. I mean, that was stunning to me. And the particle effects, like shit's lighting on fire or the boss throws the electrical, like fucking like tuning fork thing. It sticks in the ground next to him and he runs mm-hmm. past it. And I was just like, dude, this is like, that's like 10 times of greatness right there. So yeah. hopefully so, it turns out to be good. Here's something really interesting. This game was announced over a year ago, actually. Hmm. Uh, I'm looking at an article from MMOculture.com that's dated November 2019. And just to fill in, because I had said that it was connected to Black Desert. It says, according to the latest press release from Pearl Abyss, Crimson Desert is not a prequel to Black Desert. While the name Crimson Desert was originally a region within Black Desert, Crimson Desert is in fact not a sequel, but a whole new IP. The title started as a prequel to Black Desert, but during development, Pearl Abyss began to create an entirely different storyline and whole new set of characters. Hmm. So, started as a direct something, companion, or sequel, prequel to Black Desert, and then they said, fuck that. They made a good choice, whatever they did. (laughs) At least right now, it looks pretty solid. Hopefully it doesn't go downhill, but uphill. I mean, dude, if it goes downhill it's going to be really interesting from a discussion standpoint, how that goes downhill. Right. Because they look so ahead of the game there. Dude, did you look at the fucking collision detection? I'm a nerd, but I look at those things. The Mm -hmm. collision detection was good. Mm -hmm. Like it's fairly rare to get good collision detection. I was just sitting there during that video going like, what the fuck is it? I remember when I I didn't think it was dragon's dogma. It's funny. You mentioned that. I don't know why. I'm surprised because I I thought you could see the, the AI companions. I was like the way they're, it's just like almost a DNA thing. Like the way they were functioning, I was thinking to myself, man, oh, that reminds he does me. Does throw him into the other one, which yeah. you can do in Dragon's Dogma. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And then um, for a second, I thought it was uh, when I still didn't know the name of the game. There's a point where you see him kind of running along, like almost this crystal thing. I forgot how. To, I don't oh know how to yeah. It. I was like, yeah. is this Project he Athia? He makes a spell to make a bridge. Yeah, it's I thought, fucking awesome. I thought it might have been Project Athia from Square Enix. You know, because oh. I, I remember thought I thought we saw something like that, and so I thought it was that for a sec. I mean, the game had clearly the DNA of a lot of games, but it looked very much its own when combat was going. It was, it was and definitely. The, a did you see the NPCs full drawn out character? Like they've already got cutscenes in it. Mm-hmm. Like, which usually you'll have stuff sort of come in and out, and they'll be like, this cutscene is alpha. They had full cutscenes with, like, you know, guys getting chived and fucking throats getting cut. It was like, made me wonder how far, you know, ahead it was, or far along, sorry. Yeah, it was. 
I mean, could you imagine seeing it next year, possibly? Oh, dude, it is that their announcement was fall of twenty twenty one. Perfect. That's what I love to hear, dude. If I was Microsoft, hmm. well, here's the thing: we can we can spin that in another <laughs> hey, direction. Guys. Yeah, right. I would do that too. But what they went with was Bandai, and they secured a game that I have my eye on, and I'm interested in Scarlet Nexus. Now, I'm pretty certain we've only seen like, oh, this is going to be promoted at Xbox events. When it was revealed, it was at the Xbox gameplay event. But Scarlet Nexus was confirmed, as far as I'm aware, this past Game Awards, that it will be Xbox exclusive. For how long, I'm not sure. But they've also added the Yakuza series uh, in its entirety to Game Pass, or it's coming soon, I should say. But more importantly was... Xbox getting a JRPG exclusive. That has not happened in a really, really long time. You know, they tried with Scalebound. Obviously, that happened. Uh, But it has been a super long time since we've seen a JRPG third-party exclusive on the system. And it's, from what I've seen, looks really good. Did did that game stick out to you guys at all? I know it's kind of got the Bandai anime graphics that... We're familiar with i'm a sucker for that art style but did this game uh stand out to either of you i've been watching this game since that reveal that i can't remember where it was but yeah i think this game looks really cool i hope it's awesome but i don't know with these bandai you know anime style games it's hit and miss but i'm definitely excited to check it out for sure is that one did are they the ones that make the it's the long series it's got like seven of them um so our uh fuck and i the one of them mysteria does that sound right or something mysteria tales oh tales Tales of fucking dude (laughs) talk about some shit ass games and some good games in the same series so it's like that's one of the that's one of the worries i guess i would have for this because damn son i played a couple of those and been like wow and then played another couple and been like what the how did this ever get it made so mm-hmm. that'll be that'll be interesting to see yeah I've had, this- I've had that same love-hate relationship with tales for sure it, it, last one on tales is what Berseria? Berseria. that was that was 2017 and they've been working on a rise it was supposed to come out this year they delayed it a rise there you they, go they, they yeah. indefinitely delayed it so uh i imagine we'll hear more oh. next year next year bandai could have a pretty big year uh, Scarlet Nexus is releasing summer of 2021, they said. And um, what's really interesting is what we've seen for the story. I feel the universe is interesting. I'm just reading a little synopsis here um, on the Scarlet Nexus website. They say, in a far distant future, a psionic hormone was discovered in the human brain, granting people extrasensory powers and changing the world as we know it. Just as humanity was entering this new era, deranged mutants known as others began to descend from the sky with a thirst for human brains. Highly resistant to conventional attack methods, extreme measures need to be taken to battle, uh, uh, to battle the overwhelming threat and preserve humanity. Those with acute extrasensory abilities known as psionics were our chance to fight the onslaught from above. To this day, psionics have been scouted for their talent and recruited to the other suppression force or OSF as humanity's last line of defense. And so uh, obviously for those who could tell by psionics, there's like a psychokinesis like talent that your character has. And in the trailer, you see them grabbing like a fucking bus and hitting this enemy. It's just like, yeah, this shit yeah. could be awesome, man. 
it's a good get for Xbox because it's not going to be like obviously their best selling IP, but in a year where I think you're going to start to see them rolling out projects for like studios they acquired, like of course Halo Infinite got a big delay. Uh, now we know that's coming in fall. We know that Psychonauts 2 is coming next year. That was, I think, a studio double fine they acquired, I want to say, three, two years ago in that range. So this is another really big get where Xbox, I think, is going to have a strong year next year. And that's without you know, considering maybe Starfield being exclusive. And so I'm just saying, people got to prepare themselves. They are going to start storming out there. And and while this may be an inconsequential get for some people, it's it's going to add to a, a list that's growing right now for 2021. That's I'm definitely missing some right now that are that are also going to be there. We haven't seen a new Forza yet for Xbox. Who knows when that happens? Uh, sorry, Xbox Series X and S, I should mention. But it's just I find that exciting. Like I find Xbox's future very, very exciting to look at. Was there any other games, gentlemen, that you'd like to um. tap into as well? I kind of liked. Um, what was the Joseph Forrest game? The co-op game? Oh, dude, yes. Uh, together, two together, or two... It uh, takes two? It takes two? Oh, wow. That, and the more they showed, the cooler that looked. It's so strange, because when you look at Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, that was a very serious game. And then you look at A Way Out, and it was very cool for its co-op focus, and it tried to take itself seriously, but it did it in a way I was like, this is so corny. It's, it's, like, it's so corny and bad, it's good. So it's interesting to see Joseph Forrest just be like loosened up and doing something kind of yeah. wacky with seemingly like a, a pretty mature theme underneath it all. But it, that was, I liked what I saw with that game, especially he did yeah, the same, like so. buy one copy, your friend gets it free. You know, that, that is awesome to make sure he keeps doing that. Dustin, did you like what you saw for it takes two? No, no, <laughs> I just didn't really feel anything towards it. I don't know. It just doesn't, I don't know if it's something about the art style or, something i don't know it doesn't look bad it just doesn't look like you something think I'm it looks very interested horrible in. damn it maddie <laughs> we have to talk about uh well i feel like there's like three other big announcements too that we have like we could lightly touch on each one of course so we finally know the tra- uh quadruple a game that mm-hmm. the initiative mm-hmm. is working on which uh i thought this trailer was really boring until the very end when it revealed what <laughs> yeah, it is. Right? That's I was talking. So I had with my buddy, I had my friends over. So the, the other handsome phantom boys oh, yeah. were at my place and we were watching it. And uh, he's like, man, that trailer really sucked. The only thing I really liked about it was the very end. Not that mm-hmm. it was horrible. It was just kind of boring. Like, you know, it, I don't know. It could have been literally anything until they showed the logo. In my opinion, I don't know if I'm there. I, here's the thing is that, I have not played a lot of Perfect Dark, so maybe there was some Perfect Dark DNA in there that I just wasn't catching on to. But for me personally, I didn't see anything that went like, oh, oh, that's it. And then it happened. I went, oh, now I'm interested. Okay. I think that uh, I always think it's funny that the initiatives, somebody said that it was a quadruple A game. Yes, that was definitely a thing. Mm -hmm. That was definitely a thing. Dude, Microsoft tried to sell that a couple times. Dude, if I was Sony, I would release whatever whatever five is not so not quad, but quintuple, a quintuple a game. That's yeah. what I would I would just troll them on that. Your eighteen eighty seven, just have yeah. you like look at like every model it's in the a, game, right? 
But uh, I don't know. I think it's cool that they're bringing back Perfect Dark. But who knows what that game even is. But how how far is that even off, right? With with the name Quadruple A and and the very long cinematic trailer, I just I saw it and was just like, all right, see you in like three years. One game, dude, that I was very I'm very intrigued by, uh, cautiously optimistic is Back for Blood, the new Turtle Rock game I from the Left for Dead team. Looked rough. Yes, I dude, I, I I really thought it looked rough too. That's... I, I got to see more of that. My my gut wants this game to be really good because I loved Left 4 Dead. I have such strong nostalgic feelings towards that game. So, but yeah, I agree. I don't think it looked. I mean, sh- I guess maybe I shout out at least that they did gameplay. Yes, uh, most yep. most of these reveals can't say they did that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, I uh, that's what I appreciated. One the the thing, and I'm sure Carrick will agree with me. The thing that I fucking hated most about the gameplay though was the assault rifle sounded like a pea shooter. Man, it sounded terrible. Like yeah, I, it sounded like it had like one of those fake movie silencers on it and yeah, shit. Like it just yeah, it just yeah, it sounded really bad. But what I did like, what I saw was how dynamic it seems like it would have been. Um, where you saw the boss kind of like crush into the uh, this little like tunnel they went into, and he knocked over like a big pillar. So I feel like that's a way to evolve the Left 4 Dead formula is bigger and more destructible. Because at its core, when I saw the gameplay, they were shooting zombies. I, I was thinking to myself, well, I just played uh, World War Z, you know, about a year and a half ago or whatever. And I liked that game. I thought it was a pretty good game. But point being, I really liked World War Z. Yeah. Right. And so for me, that was very familiar. Um, And when I saw that, I went, okay, well, this is nothing new. The only new thing I saw was that was the scale of the, the bosses and the enemies that will challenge you, which is kind of core to what made left for dead such a classic. Um, But there was just so many similarities to left for dead that, I get people wanted a new Left 4 Dead game, so I think there's just hype alongside that. But like the safe room looked the same. There's the same table with mm. the med kits, the guns, the ammo, and I'm thinking, what the fuck? Like, will Valve have an issue with this? <laughs> and then they open the door, and it's that's funny you mention that because that was one of the first things one of the guys in my Discord was posting in our chat. Is he's like, Valve's on the phone with their lawyers right now. Yeah, like there's a very strong, but probably likeness. not. I mean, oh no, they are strong, aren't they? They are anti. They do come after others, don't they? I don't know because they did something really cool for Half Life with the uh, I forgot what the the Black Mesa. I think it was. They did some type of. Oh, did they? Up, okay. They did some update for Half Life, I believe it was, where uh, where fans made it, and then Valve helped like publish it and and put it mm-hmm. out there. So I know they're cool with that stuff, but this is we're talking like a full on developer, right? Like we're not talking fans right. for their own product. We're talking millions of dollars. Yeah, you know, I play. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see their response, if at all. Maybe they don't even care, right? Like, I mean, they yeah, you no, know, no, it wasn't. I'm sorry. Uh, did I say it was Left for Dead or or uh, or Half Life? Because Left for Dead Two, you said Half Life. Left for Dead Two was what got the update, and it got new achievements, and I think it got a new level that fans made. And and Valve helped push that, so that was pretty cool of them. That's their response, maybe. They're like, "Yeah, take that back for blood." I'm trying to Damn. think of what else was there. That uh, do, would you guys want to talk about oh. Mass Effect? Uh, I mean, Ma- Mass I Effect. Mean- Here's the biggest thing for Mass Effect, right? You know that they're going back to the Milky Way because you saw Liara, 
and it ends there, right? Like everyone, I saw so many people freaking out and like, I'm a huge Bioware fan and I'm sitting there like, we're not going to see this game <laughs> for years. It's going to be five years. I will put money on it. It'll be five years before we actually see this game. Cause they got to get fucking dragon age out first and dragon age. If they showed gameplay for that, I'd be like, all right, that's farther along. Maybe next year. That's probably a 2022 game though. <laughs> it's just like, why would they reveal fucking mass effect? I like, and so many people are surprised, but one thing I do want to tack on, and I'm not trying to sound like a know-it-all, but Bioware just confirmed this with the Legendary Edition. They said, we're doing a new chapter of Mass Effect, and they showed the picture that was at the end of the trailer. So I sat there and went, oh, okay, so like, what? what's the surprise here? It's, you know, I don't know, man. All I'll say is I noted, let me know if my observation and my speculation is correct. I noted Jeff Keighley looked considerably more upset after that trailer had rolled. He had like less energy and like a different. I'm telling you, for those who are listening, go back and look at Jeff Keighley once the Mass Effect trailer finishes rolling. He looks fucking deflated. Like there was something else. I can't. I, I'm dead serious. Go look. It actually is insane. And I said it off stream to my friends. I was like, did you guys notice that? And they're like, yeah. Like he looks so off after that. And I don't know if he just read his Twitter account and people were like, this sucks. But um, it's something that stuck out to me. But as for Mass Effect, you know, were you guys uh, as excited the word? Were, you know, did you care? Were you like, nice? Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, it'll probably turn out to be shit, but who knows? I don't care. Like, it, it, being excited for something is fine with me. Uh, mm-hmm. I was excited for Cyberpunk till I got it. So <laughs> we'll see. Like, uh, I think Mass Effect is, um, I don't like the writer stories i don't like andromeda at all mm. and uh That's they did state probably. somebody did state something along the lines of i feel like i liked writer and i'm being like thrown to the wayside and one of the writers said you know don't believe like it was something like you know there's going to be a little bit of a connection between all of them is what it sounded like um but regardless the idea that she picked up like his breastplate, which is weird because everybody who played that game who did the destroy ending was like, this is the real ending because he breathes at the end or she, depending on which shepherd you played. That's the only ending where they lived. And so the idea that possibly he built or or she built the little place you see because Liara picks up the thing and then it pans out and there's like a, you know, you can see like a little city. Mm-hmm. And so we were sitting there going like, what does that mean? Did he just say fuck it at the end of the war? And just say, I'm going to, I'm not going to tell everybody I'm alive. Like, you know, because, you know, so like a warrior going off or was he rescued and, you know, healed so, up and built a zone thing. This is but why the, I, the, with the legendary but, edition, I just like, what are they going to do with the ending of three? This is their chance to change things. If they're going to, continue well, I don't know if they after. need to, cause they'll just say two is the ending two is the canon. I guess. I mean, yeah. I think we can tell that now. They just showed the canon. I mean, if this is a sequel, I just if I it's didn't get that indication. Shepherd, that it has sense. to be the canon. Why would it have her looking older? By the way, she doesn't look the same. Mm. And then picking up the his breastplate in the dirt, which is exactly what happened in that ending. So I think to them, this might make sense. Just be like, hey, look, we're gonna here's your. And then a lot of people said, oh, you know, the remakes, are they just money grabs? No, now we can look at the remakes as sort of a, let's get everybody into the story of four yeah. that's coming out, you know, and, and merge them it all just, together. It feels um, so inconsistent because then you've got the remasters. It's like, okay, great. And then you're going to have Dragon Age 4 and then you're going to have Mass Effect again. It's like, I feel like... I don't believe that. You think Dra- You think Mass Effect's going to come first? 
I don't think it'll come first. I do not think that we know what's going on at that company, especially with Casey leaving That's and the rumors That's that he did not want to return to Shepard. Believe mm-hmm. it or don't, there's been some rumors that, that the reason why both of them said we have no clue what we're doing, but we've just, you know, we're no longer working there, which usually is what happens when you're let go. Mm. And then um, I know he has stated Shep- Shepard is done writers where we're going and it's like you know <laughs> not in a bad way but maybe you come to an agreement with your boss like your boss says you know we run a pizza joint we're gonna switch to hamburgers and you're like dude i'm a pizza cook like this is what i've done all my life mm-hmm. and it's like you just come to an agreement you don't hate each other but you're like this is not us moving forward this doesn't work i don't know it just yeah. seems like it doesn't surprise me with all the weird goings on yeah. around That's around fair. bioware that's fair. I, I wanted to be so excited for it. It's not that I'm not. I, I, I know despite all my no, criticism you're trepid- of Bioware. You're trepidatious, man. It happens. But it's more so that if I saw it, I wanted the first time I, I saw it to be believable that it was coming somewhat soon, right? If it was like within a, a year window, I'd be really excited. But like I saw that and went, it was more like, okay, that's Liara. So it's definitely back to Shepard's story. Cool. You know, but I, where do they take that? Who's the antagonist? You know. Dude, I think you're mine. burned out on Cyberpunk. <laughs> Cyberpunk? <laughs> yeah. These games have been oh, the excitement. in wait for years. Oh, yeah. And you finally have now Cyberpunk is out. Like a there's release. a and I think a lot of us were like, thank God. Because mm-hmm. you get you get a little bit like you're you're it's the same fucking well you're returning to get water from, right? Yeah. And so I think that you see another one that's a long ways out, and your brain is like, oh my god, another trudge. You know, another fucking another. And that's a fair, I think yeah. in, a, in a small amount of time, you, because of I know you, you're an excitable, you're far more optimistic than I am. You at some point will be like, dude, they dropped some new Mass Effect news. And I'll be the <laughs> one being like, what are you fucking excited for? It will switch, by the way. It absolutely will. I know we will switch places. So to I me. I need to recharge my excitement batteries. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it happens, though. You know, when you're just that one game and you've been waiting and after yeah. a while you get it and then you you almost don't want to wait anymore. You know what I mean? You don't want to wait again. So, this is so I, funny. I, I understand I feel the like, burnout. I feel almost vulnerable right now on how well you fucking know me. Do you think, the, dude, do you think the audience I mean, knew my emotions? Like they're like, Oh, Matt's gonna, he's cause I didn't even the audience. Video on this I'm in your brain, man. They, they're not, they're not. Trust yeah. me. They're See, because like, inside you. I know a lot of people wanted me to make a video on the teaser, but I was just like, not. It's not even an excitement thing. It's more like, I mean, what else do you go off of there, man? Like, I just, I don't know. No, but I'm glad you say that because that does bother me. Like, that's what. We care unless about, you have yeah. some inside info, be like, hey, guess what? Here's a video on the trailer with nothing. Nah, I, sometimes yeah. I'm like, come on, guys, there's nothing yeah. there. So the idea of waiting a little bit is, I think, more healthy anyway. So they have something to talk about. Because, well, dude, Cyberpunk, thing. by the way, I listened to a podcast. No lie. One Twitter caused an entire three-hour podcast. And I was like, you're <laughs> fucked. You're <laughs> mentally, you are mentally in an abusive relationship at this point. <laughs> when game. you are, like, watching their Twitter and they said, like, and did you guys notice on some of the guys they tweet, they would, like, say certain things and people would be like, oh, my God, if you take the first letter of each word. And you're like, I, uh, matter of fact, Microsoft and Sega, did you guys see that one? That actually happened. Where oh, Microsoft yes. posted something yeah. about something being Sonic or being fast or whatever, and people are like, "It's Sonic! They're fucking getting the co- Sonic!" The color of the controller, like, the color of the controller too. That was what, was that what it was? Yes, that, no, on top was. of it, yeah, it was just the blue controller. People are like, "Are oh, they buying Sega?" So, I was like, "Well, it's so painful, it's so yeah. painful." <laughs> 
Dustin, it looked like you had a game you wanted to mention before I, I ripped it out from under you and talked about Mass Effect. No, uh, not really. I was just going to say that the worst trailer of the night was clearly Arc 2. Oh, my with, uh, God. With Vin Diesel. Oh just, that was God. weird. Honestly, what the fuck this was trailer that? made me ill in so many <laughs> ways. Like, look, it was like, first, even if Vin Diesel wasn't in this game, something about the the graphics of this game is hitting that uncanny valley part of your brain. Oh, that finds it that. repulsive. Yeah. But then they go a step further and put fucking Vin Diesel's mug right in this game. And it just, it's so grotesque. It seems and so I hate out it. of place. I, it's... I hate it. And that's, yeah. all, that's all I have to say. It's interesting. For cinematic trailers, usually you get a level of animation and kind of... Uh... Oh, it was bad. Realness, I guess, would be the word I'm looking for. And yeah, man, like when he was fighting, he's like, uh, uh, uh. And like he's it just looks... like very janky. I'm like, what? The... I was reading the replies to Arc 2's announcement, and a lot of fans are like, you didn't even fucking finish the first game. What are you doing us in the second one? A lot of people were mm. pissed off about Arc 2. I, I don't know. I feel like Arc's been around for a while. I don't know a fucking thing about it, so I'm not going to like try to comment on well, it. Well, that but... reminds me that you mentioned that, Gamati, because I saw the same thing with Fat Shark and Warhammer, Vermintide and Warhammer Dark Tide. Because I was like, they showed a little trailer of that, and somebody in my chat was like, dude, they've ignored Vermintide. And I'm like, wait, they've done DLC and a shit ton of patches. What are you talking about? Mm. Like, so sometimes it's hard to know what fans are just bitching about mm. versus like, you know, what... Dark Tide looks you know, like, awesome. I mean, I'm a Vermintide fan, so I'm probably not. Well, does Vermintide 2, I've never played Vermintide 2 yet, but does Vermintide 2 have the hammer that that game had where he, like, hit and you could feel the connect and he just pulled through? Uh, not only that, that's directly from Vermintide. Vermintide okay. uses a physics system that stops on skeletal meshes. Mm. So if you hit somebody, your hammer will, like, bounce. It, Dude, it's so... It, it's probably crunchy. the best, most visceral fighting system. Even if you don't like the Left for Dead style gameplay, when you hit somebody, feeling it hit is, and then like sometimes it stabs in them, and you have to yank it out or put your foot on them. It's yeah, yeah. I'm, that's I'm excited what uh, that. made me excited for Dark Tide is when he you saw the hammer gameplay, and he like was you. It was this combination yeah. of the sound, and when he hit, you saw it kind of like stop and then follow through and like send yep. him down. Yep. I, was like, I was like, whoa, that shit looks really yeah. responsive. It's so much better than Skyrim, right? Yeah, where right. Like, where you're just <laughs> yeah, clipping through. Have you ever played Skyrim VR where you just like wiggle your your sword like in their chest? Oh, in the VR, like, dude, yeah. <laughs> when you can waggle somebody to yeah, death dude. in VR, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's like tickling someone with like. Like a yep. sword and it kills them yep yeah it's awesome yep. it's so it's so good full 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 attacks by just doing that yeah it's amazing because like at first what i was doing i was like very like i was squaring up i was honoring combat and then i just realized i'm right like, wiggle 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 he's done <laughs> where you're like saluting them and shit and then after yeah. a while they're like oh I, I don't i don't need to do that yeah just waggle yeah the only way to play skyrim vr i feel is with uh uh, uh bow and arrow because that's the only like VR e way that you can't exploit. You have to like you know pull the arrow. There's a mod on the PC um, that shows you your full body. It's called uh, Ilium or something. Best mod out, and you can't wiggle anymore. Oh, they stop. So, but one cool thing is you also have packs everywhere, so you can like grab a knife off your wrist or off your shoulder and throw it. You can oh. do all this crazy shit. Yeah, it's got. I have about. I think I have 300 mods running right now in my VR version of Goddamn. Uh, Skyrim. Yeah, dude, I've Goddamn. modded the fuck out of that. But the best one is the full body one. It's so crazy to see your arms. I know that sounds funny, and somebody even argued against that. Oh, they yeah, were like, "You don't, I hands. don't want to see your arms. And I'm like, dude, have you done Batman? 
versus most games. It like Batman feels good because you can see like it's not these disembodied fucking arms that don't, you know, match up. Ver when you get Skyrim, you can also sit and like talk and put your feet up. And so like you'll be talking to somebody and your feet are up and your <laughs> arms cross it, with those mods. It's so good. So good. Now I'm getting you into back into I'm going to have you doing videos on Skyrim. No, no. Yeah, speaking of VR, I, I Medal of Honor. That game has looked good yeah. for a while, but I I saw the install size. I was like, Jesus Christ, man! Like that yeah. is that is a big ask for a video creator who uh, needs a lot of file space for recordings. Right. I think it was like three hundred something. I saw that, that they were asking That's of insane. you, and it looks like such a good VR game. I just I can't I can't do the the download, man. Is that like, a fool? Not obviously indicative of quality, but I'm just—is that a full price release? So I would imagine. Yeah, it's they a, have full multiplayer it, and stories. Yeah, yeah, because it's also the single player and the full single player, huge story as well as the multiplayer. It's a it's a full game, full mm -hmm. game price as well. Yeah, it'll be. One I thought of it looked. I'm going to be honest. After after Half Life, I felt that it looked really really rough oh, and really? really like old. But that's just because you, Half Life puts the bar up pretty high and so mm -hmm. I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna return to it at some point i just don't feel like i would be exactly fair right now if i saw it let's see yeah right. 59.99 it currently has just under four stars under the oculus rating system so just under four stars really just under four stars That's... yeah it's not four and a half it's like 4.75 maybe i don't know oh 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 when you said just under four stars i thought you meant it was like three and a half or something like that no uh oh i mean just under five sorry i can't count that's okay idiot. you're learning maddie there was one other thing from the game awards okay that stuck out to me i wanted to ask you about what do you think about our boy the one-winged angel mm -hmm. i was pretty the hyped fight. i was pretty hyped about that that was uh dude great trailer dude that was a great trailer they Whoever... had like advent children fucking flashbacks too. Like, oh my god, it was so fucking good. <laughs> I don't know if it's Nintendo or someone at uh Sora, right? That's the team that does um Smash, yeah, yeah. Smash. Whoever is doing the marketing and like writing these trailers for these character reveals, fucking on point. Because first of all, not only do they know the art of the reveal to a T, but all of them have like the memeable moment that is just pure marketing mm -hmm. for Nintendo. Like this one, I was obviously the the shot of the sword with it looks like he's like stabbing Mario, yeah. totally stabbing Mario. Mar yeah, yeah, that was they've great. got it down to a science, and it's very, very good. Like, mm -hmm. I, and it, that's the thing; it just does it. It's good marketing because it doesn't feel it feels fun. It doesn't feel like you're being sold something. That I thought, makes sense. I, I sound like an idiot, but I genuinely thought when the trailer was going on, I was like, what the fuck? Because there are times like uh, when they revealed, uh, oh, my God, he's from Metroid. Uh, 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 Ridley. Ridley? Yeah, yeah. When, when Ridley was revealed, he like pretty sure he kills Luigi or something like that. Like it's it's heavily uh, hinted at. And uh, we've seen that a lot in these trailers where it's like, yo, this person's dead, though. And um, in this case, I was like thinking to myself. Oh my God, Mario's dead. He actually stabbed him, and then you see it like cut to him just hanging from his shirt. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be a meme for years to come, man. They know what they were doing, like you know, just the aggressor, the receiver, 
fill in the text. I can't believe Nintendo let them do that. Honestly, yeah, I was a little surprised. Like, yeah, right. Violence the... with uh, Mario is actually pretty pretty rare. Yeah, but I, I'm excited. I was wor- There was like some weird part of me that was like, "Do not put Jonesy from Fortnite in this game." I it will would, end it. It would have been. I will end it all it if would, that happens. It would have been way too much to do. Fucking Minecraft, then Fortnite. It just would have been. I'm. I don't know how else to put it. It just would have been like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like I know don't Steve from it. Minecraft is actually a pretty fun character apparently to play in Smash. I have no interest in playing him. I've I've never felt like that with the Smash DLC, but with him I do. Sephiroth though, I don't care if it's another sword character. That's fucking awesome. Another Final Fantasy rep in that game is great. I'm just uh, I'm waiting for Sora, man. Ooh. Before they before they drop support of this game, they got to put Sora in. I don't I don't care, man. They got to. They got to. You have to. There has to be complications with Disney though. hundred percent. But they got to figure it out because that would. Either that, or they're just waiting for the next Smash Bros. game they do, which won't be Ultimate, where they're like their idea was like the whole roster. I think they're just gonna wait for the next Smash game to to do Sora if they know they can do it. Because for DLC, they're like, oh, this would be cool, but to to like get Sora in a full game, that would be like marketing on its own. It would just no one would shut up about it. That's got Sora. Who cares? I honestly, I'm kind of surprised they didn't. If they were gonna do another Sword character, I would have expected it to be Dante. A but, lot of people were thinking that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm okay with it not being Dante because I. I like Final Fantasy VII. So, imagine they. Imagine they reveal Dante, but it is the DMC Devil May Cry Dante from like twenty. <laughs> was it twenty thirteen? Yeah. I love that game. I thought that shit was so fucking fun. A lot of people hate it, but I thought that was a great game, and I would get a kick out of them finally adding Dante, and it's that version instead. Obviously, they wouldn't because it's Devil May Cry Five. But you yeah. know. It's interesting. Okay, it's, to my understanding, Minecraft Steve is the. Oh no, there is not an American-made character in Smash. To my understanding, I'm trying to think because Banjo is rare, which is from the UK. Hmm. Um, there could be an argument for the the other vo- version of Samus. The uh, corrupt version. What is it called? Oh, Dark Samus. Because isn't that that's retro? Which I believe is a. I don't know. I have US. no but idea. But it doesn't really. Go. But yeah, it's weird that they've never done. Is there Persona's someone I'm forgetting? Japanese. Uh... I mean, the roster is so big. It's, it's so big, so but I'm pretty think. sure. Yeah, it's all. There fire is not emblem. a single American-made character in that entire game. That's why I there think are, it would be like Master Chief or something like that. Right. Yeah. And I know a lot of people call me crazy because the the rumor was Doom Doom guy for a while. Yeah. I don't think they'll do that. He's too M-rated apparently, but I feel like dude, you just that trailer just just says fuck it all, man. Like I I Sephiroth stabbing, Sephiroth's like a, a proven villain through and through. Put Doom guy in, just get it over with. He's a video game mascot from from the beginning of it all um and then bethesda could get a couple more like me costumes in there like you know bj blaskovich and all that shit so the the character is dark samus that's the retro studios which i don't even know if i really count that but um dude i i'm holding out my dream 
I don't know about my dream character, but I would love for them to put a, a Dark Souls character of some kind. I don't know whether it's Solaire yeah. or like a. I, I guess it would maybe be too bland to, since it's a created character situation. It would be tough because outside of him doing Praise the Sun, I don't know what else he does that would be. Oh, I remember that in the game, or I remember this in the game. Like that's kind of the yeah, flavor of all the move sets. Yeah. So it's it's a good idea, and I think a lot of people want that. Like I think if you did like the Bloodborne, like an old hunter kind of thing, there's enough of a move set there, like weapon switches, dashing, uh, items, that type of stuff. I think that would work a lot. But okay, one one other question about Smash, and then I get you know I don't want to kill this, beat it to death, but. Will there be, and I, I think Colin may have said this on Sacred Symbols, but I wanted to ask you guys, will there be a Sony character in Smash in this, in the, one of the final characters? Is this their last volume or are they doing another volume of characters? I think they announced I think they, their... they said this was it, I think. This is the first one of their new set, right? I think that's like they're doing a... This is the third one of their new set. Because oh. Min Min, Steve, now this. And I believe there are th- three more. Let's um, see. Fighter Pass Two. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember because I just want to make sure I answer it accurately. Because like there are three more characters. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Okay, so the thing is, is they want to. I you would imagine they want to end this on a strong note um so you would think it would have to be some highly anticipated mascot from one of the platforms but the way i look at it is if they did a playstation representative it would have to be one of the next two because if you ended on playstation there's no xbox i guess there kind of is with banjo but there's playstation with no xbox then you've got to you got to wonder about the complaints you get about the other side of the fence so I think it's possible. Just I feel like if you got to do one, you have to do the other. So if you're going to do Aloy, you got to do Master Chief, something like that. You know, I, f- I feel like that's how it's going to have to be balanced out. It'll be very interesting to see who they pick because they're whittling down that list quite a bit. Yeah, I think that I mean, man, I think Master Chief would be fucking awesome. I would mm-hmm. love to see him in the game. And just got you got to think of other Nintendo games that have come out recently. Like I think they'll do at least for one of these next three. I feel like they'll take the uh, uh, I forgot the name of the character from Astral Tra- from Astral Chain, the main character. I'd be very surprised if they didn't put him or her in Akira. See, I, I feel think. like that's really unlikely. I said, I thought, oh god, I, I think people so didn't really. I mean, I people who played that game love it, but I think it kind of came and went. They definitely did. Yeah, I'm the only one who still talks about it. It sold a million <laughs> copies, and it literally came and went, and that that was it. I mean, it did well. Platinum is fine, but like, sure, yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks. No, no one's really talking about. It. Yeah, I'm looking at the roster now. Holy crap! Holy crap! That's terrifying. Imagine balancing all of that. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Well, shall we move on to patron questions now? We didn't. Yeah. I was gonna say. When we started this, we were like, let's talk about the awards, too. And as we were talking about the announcements, I'm like, do we really want to talk about no, the No, I kind of, yeah, just... I, I mentally was, like, not there with it once we started talking. Yeah. We've, we've, we've beaten yeah, up. Yeah, we started late, too. It's already 4.30. Yeah, true. Me. 
Yeah. All right. Let's move on into the patron questions. Let's then. do it. All right. If people have a question, they can always post it and we can answer it later. Yeah. If they have a, you a know, burning question. Yeah. That they want. It doesn't sure. involve the last of us two winning. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sure we'll have that in our, in our, our patron questions. Well, then don't answer that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. Uh, all right. Dow writes in with our first question for the show. Uh, what's one game you really wish would be made, but you doubt will happen? For me, it's a new Tactics Ogre. I'm not going to answer this because my answer is bad, obvious, and reused. Uh, I'm trying to find this question so I can read along. It's up by... We have a lot of write-ins. And I don't know if people were like conversing in our patron questions thing. Because as for those who are new here and you're still listening, uh, we don't revise the patron questions. Oh. So there's a little bit of scrolling up to do for this one, Dustin. But we have requests in the past if you're going to chat... Do not chat in the question section so we don't go through 40 messages. (laughs) Uh, Mine's, I've already said this before, but I I legitimately think it would be fun to make a, you know, a new Tomba. Oh my God. Really, dude? Yeah. Stop. Seriously. I've joked about it for so long, but I do think it would be cool because I just think that. Carrick, please. Carrick, please answer. Maddie, come on. You, you. (laughs) Fucking you try to drag me for ice cubes and then you got fucking owned. And now I have a Tomba take that's legitimately from the heart. And you treat me like this. Wow. You're fucked. Carrick, please step in. I don't really have. I mean, we've answered this so many times. I'm trying to think of a different answer that I don't give all the time. You look like a, a new a new Turok kind of guy to me. A nice little dinosaur hunting Carrick. <laughs> Maybe a new uh, a new Virtua Fighter for Carrick. Yeah, but they just announced that they're actually doing that. So really, um, wow. Yeah, they cool. yeah. Last month, I think they tweeted out that they're doing like a. We, no one knows if it's five tournament mode or whatever, but it is a new one. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think about stuff I I want made. I mean, it's all been it's all being made. Mm. Like Cyberpunk would have been on there, you yeah. know. Like it would have been oh, a game like Witcher would have been on there. A game like. Skyrim would have been on there. Um, you can pass. I'm gonna because yeah, I don't yeah, I'm I, I don't feel like there's really I don't feel underappreciated in my desires when it comes to what games are being made. I think I will, in fact most of what I want is being made. I will make up the ground for you because I came up with one that needs to be voiced again. Oh god. A, a TMNT open world game. Thank you. All oh, right. right. Yeah, you did bring that up that one. That time. is one that is new, fresh, and I will I will say once more. All right. Unkempt Hawk writes in new That's patron here. Welcome to Unkempt Hawk. Thank you for joining up. Longtime listener of the podcast and glad to support the awesome content. First off, just saying that Dustin is right. Dude, what the? F- Dustin is right Get when it comes to ice here, and pop. You're he, done. He even has the audacity to say pop. But right. there's an even better method. Okay, hold on. If you keep a freezer safe mug in the freezer, you can just pour your drink in that and boom, no watering down from ice cubes. Great point. This is fair. I used to have one of these mugs, but it just didn't provide the same effects. The, the mug was too thick. So just when I went to provide the it, watered down effect that Maddie loves for his, mug. I don't think it's watered down. I don't know what you're talking about. You, everyone <laughs> who listens to this show and Dustin have very sensitive taste buds. That's what I've, de- I've decided here. That's how it goes. Question number one from Uncamp talk. I want to get in on the Soulsborne games, but I admit that I'm kind of trash at games. That being said, I want to give them a shot, and I'm wondering where you guys recommend getting started with this genre. Mm. Bloodborne or Dark Souls Dragon's 3? Dragon's Dogma. 
I love that. I'm answer. fully under. I'm fully under the belief now because I'm replaying it right now. That that is, if you want to understand what might be much harder, but will still require some stuff. Dragon's Dogma is actually a fairly good representation of some of the stuff, including the way it feels, atmosphere-wise, the solitary way it feels. I will say from the selection of games that are available in the Soulsborne Kiro genre, I will say Bloodborne strictly. Not even because I like it so much, but I really do look at the boss fights, and I feel like, I don't want to say they aren't hard, but I feel like you don't have to know all the techniques and have all the mastery to defeat all of them. For the first couple of bosses, you can kind of get in and get your feet wet. I feel like something like Dark Souls 3. If we have to pick those, wouldn't you pick Dark Souls 3, though? Because I would. If if you have to pick those, because didn't we talk about this before, where we thought Dark Souls 3 is probably the most... I haven't haven't played... Dark Souls Three, you you both. Oh, maybe it wasn't more. you. Okay, M- must have been somebody else. I Damn. Gotcha. Well, you guys have talked about it a lot on the show. I just I haven't played it. You're so. missing out. I know. It's Why really are you even given an answer then if you haven't played every single example? Well, like, I played the all of them except. You're a fake <laughs> fan, Maddie. <laughs> what else yeah, is wrong exactly. with me, guys? God. Number two. Sure. What kind of books do we read, and what would be our favorite book? Thanks for the awesome podcast. You guys are the best books hmm. the best story told so far is really good um about space uh dimensional membranes which is really enjoyable makes it pretty pretty gettable by most people who don't mm-hmm. follow science and then uh anything by like any like cosmos the old ones by carl sagan i've been reading a, anything uh... by krauss as well anything that's really yeah. heavy science i like I've been reading a video game writing book, just kind of like what techniques do oh. some developers use to write their games and applying that method to works of my own as well as kind of um, what uh, what other teams do and just seeing if like there's validity behind that method. It's obviously not like a cookie cutter approach, but it's it's been an interesting read. It's pretty short. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm reading right now. Uh, as for my favorite book, it's Flow. I forgot the name of the author because their their name is very long. But Flow was genuinely a book that kind of helped me out in life. And I feel like I just value that above anything. Like, that's why I don't read much. Because when I do read, if anything, it's to better myself. Like, I don't... If I want to experience a story or have some type of thing delivered to me, I'll either watch a show or play a game. Sorry, it's easier for me. But for books, I like to read for information and kind of build knowledge and not kind Mm -hmm. of dive into, like, fantasy books or detective novels, that type of stuff. It's just not... For me, I always like to learn something through my reading. It's just how I'm wired. For me, uh, well, I used to really like reading until I read Ready Player One. And then I realized I swore off the entire medium because that book was so bad. <laughs> um, no, but uh, okay. Uh, what books do I read? Lately, the books I've read, which is not very much, is that they're more like video game type books. Like... Uh, more like industry type books like console wars from Blake J Harris. And he has a book Mm. about uh, the founding of Oculus called the history of the future, which both of them are really, really good. I recommend those favorite book. I don't know. Um, I really like Kurt Vonnegut as an author. So Mm. like slaughterhouse five cats cradle, really, really good books. Mm. I love uh, Lord of the rings. Oh yeah. Of course really fantastic the lord of the rings i feel like i like the story in the world more than i like actually the the book 
the that book. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But as far as like really good writing, uh, Slaughterhouse Five is nice. fantastic. All right. Brody wrote in. I'm with Dustin when it comes to ice. Whenever I get soda at a restaurant, it's always no ice. I'm trying to be fair here. Like I'm just telling Maddie, you. Are I'm you just... embarrassed yet? No, I'm not because these people, be. these people you understand. You know, Dustin, you're our latest addition to the show. They want you to feel warm and welcome. So thank oh, you to the audience right, for right. supporting Dustin. Um, you know, he's whatever str- you need to tell yourself. Str- That's fine. <laughs> Ron Swanson writes in. Dustin is indeed correct with his ice habits for thank two you. reasons. Not only does it water down or fizzy your fizzy drink, yeah, it's not pop or soda, fizzy drink. But also, when ordering out, you get more of your chosen beverage by not opting for no by opting for no ice. Now, I, I will add this in, an addendum to my argument. I understand the no ice decision at a restaurant because they will put in like eighteen cubes and give you, you know, I'd say like about six inches of soda. You know, if you're looking at a cup, and then the rest is ice. So mm. you, you're really losing out on your drink there, but a couple, I mean, what are you, what are you losing there? Half a sip? It's not me. Okay. We, we continue on this. This is wow. Our patrons just really, really went in on the ice. So we're going to return to this. We can't let this all be ignored. Funkrat writes in, I can understand the no ice perspective, but I need in capital letters ice in my soda slash pop to chill it. What I can understand is the one ice cube thing. Let's go. All right. We got someone on my side. Finally. You either need to commit to a bunch of ice or don't do it at all. No half measures. You know who puts one ice cube in their drink? (laughs) My grandma. Because she was raised during the Great Depression and World War II rationing. This gave her a mentality from a young age to conserve as much as possible. And she never broke that mindset. Are you my grandma, Dustin? Thought not. Good God. Technically, that doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't be rationing an ice cube, right? Character, no. the realist. In this yeah, situation. I'm just trying to say if, if you want to bring out the rationing <laughs> thing, you got to actually make sense, and that uh, that actually doesn't make sense. You don't basically. Carrick saying your grandma's full of shit. Yeah, yeah, your grandma is completely full of shit. I would question if she was even over there during like the big rationing. I'm just saying. Wow. Yeah, got to question it. Got to question it. Well then, sorry, Funkrat, you just got you got shut down. Funkrat's like fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I listen to this shit? We what? all have different what personalities. Fuck? What's happening? Oh, the thing is, is only Carrick would come in with that response, right? That's why we love Carrick. No one else would come in with that angle and be like, "Actually, you're wrong." <laughs> he is. Billy Mays writes in another Ice Cube comment. We got a couple more to go through here, as Dustin just leans back and enjoys his his praise. Although I disagree with at Ron Swanson, one of our patrons, about Dustin's ice habits. You're insane, Dustin, he says. I respect Ron's choice to call it soda slash pop, a fizzy drink. This reminds me of when me and my friend was living, uh, I was living with, sorry, at the time, signed, quote, the soft drink treaty, end quote, where it stated that in the presence of each other, we could only call soda pop slash a soft, uh, soda slash a pop, a soft drink. This is due to the fact that anytime I would say soda or he would say pop, we would bicker with each other on which is the proper fit phrase. P.S. Before you call me a maniac, I'm from the Midwest. This is where this is a constant war. Anytime it's brought up, so I have my reasons. P.P.S. Being from the Midwest, it also damaged my soul when you said you couldn't tell the difference between butter or margarine. Absolute blasphemy. Oh, my. So we have respect for the choice of fizzy drinks. 
I don't have respect for that. I, Isn't well, it weird yeah. too that like soft drinks were created because they replaced alcohol? Like that's how the name came out. That's why soft drink is called soft drink because it's not a hard drink. Mm, and that's how they. That's that. that was like how the naming came about. And to me, half of the time you mix the fuckers if you if you mm-hmm. drink. <laughs> Seems like everybody I know, almost nobody I know who who drinks drinks a pop. Now that I think about it, maybe I'm just around alcoholics. That could just that could the just realization. Be that I'm <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I do have alcoholics all over in my family, but it, it it is just weird that I don't know many people who drink pop, but me, like unless they mix it rum and cola or something. All right, we have a scientific take on this, Dustin. Are you ready? This I read this actually, and it it made me think. I will say that. Okay, I have not read it, so this will be. I might laugh in the middle of this. I don't know. I just saw here's a, a middle school science take, and I was like, this is going to be a good write-in. So, Coach Blue writes in, Yo, Dustin is a serial killer for that ice cube take. He had four pointing up at him. I'm going to add a fifth, Dustin. You can watch that in real time. A fourth pillar should be added to the dark triad using a single ice cube. But for real, here's some middle school science. Ice packed together stays colder and will take longer to melt. What melts faster is a single ice cube sitting on the side... Or I'm sorry, what melts faster a single ice cube sitting on the sidewalk or a block of ice on the sidewalk. The single cube, man, he's degrading you at this point. A glass completely full of ice will take longer to melt than a glass filled with some ice or a single cube. Therefore, if you want a colder drink with less water melt, fill your glass with ice cubes. You hooligans have a great weekend, fellas. I have been on the side. That's also incorrect. No, (laughs) you don't drink the sidewalk. Now, it's incorrect. He's taken into account an infinite space. It is not an infinite space. You are putting the item into the drink, <laughs> and you are going to either drink it or not drink it. If you are going to, like, just chug it all, that's one thing. But what we're talking about is drink it. Unless he's chugging fucking, you know, 16 ounces a pop. Maybe he is. I don't know. But Yeah, sorry, get he's fucked, wrong. Coach Blue. <laughs> he's wrong. Like, those... <laughs> not get fucked. Well, but yeah, get I... fucked, Coach Blue. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, in a consensual <laughs> and pleasurable way. <laughs> just oh saying. my gosh. I uh I just man. Man I have a question. That's another thing. I so I do drink pop pretty fucking quick though, admittedly. Uh are you guys like are you you sippers or are you like fucking give me that thing? You know what's interesting? Depends. And and Carrick, you've been really Depends. leading the charge on science here, so I'm sure you'll have an explanation for this. I I don't drink soda anymore. But when I did last drink soda, it used to be after hockey games, we'd go to the diner and I would get Sprite. And it was like this, it was the most, like Mm. I could have water on the bench, I could have Gatorade, but Sprite was the most refreshing drink. So I would be slugging it down in answer to your question. I don't know why, but it just, yeah, man. Like I just be like, give me another. Give me another they free refills. I've actually oh. looked it up for workouts because I agree. I, if I, if I work out, I want to drink. I don't want water. I want like a a, a Pepsi, something that's really highly acidic. Mm-hmm. And I did look it up, and I couldn't find a real explanation for it because I've also wondered that because almost everybody I know as well, there there's something that's quenching about a pop after work, like or, or even a flavor where you're in. Oh, dude, yeah, and your brain is like. It, there's something far higher than water. And uh, I looked it up. I, I was like, I think it's pH probably it has to do with like, you know, what pH it is and that it's a high pH. And maybe your brain is like, I need that after a workout. I don't know. But it's funny you mentioned that because that I know that feeling you when you said it I actually got thirsty because mm-hmm. I, I know that 
there's something about it that when you see it and w- like it's beyond Dude, I, I I drink two bottles of water every podcast sometimes three and I'm more thirsty and then I go home and I'll have a little glass of juice and it's gone it's really yeah. fucking. I, weird. I might have to do with say like your satiety, like your your like if you're satiated and mm-hmm. your brain is saying I have whatever I need, That's where possible, water doesn't have any taste, you know. That's possible, or at least to me, it doesn't have taste. I don't know if you guys are drinking sewer water and shit. <laughs> have you ever seen that? Have you ever like? I have a lot of my friends who will tell me water has tastes, and I'm like, don't know if I agree. No. Unless you don't wash I, your I cup will, and you're a heathen. I will say there are different almost. Um, I'm trying to find the word here. It's not flavor. And I don't think even texture is the right word. But there is a different feeling with certain waters, like a bottle of is water. There? At least for oh, me. Oh, right, right, versus right. My yeah, fil- I love my filtered well, sink water. Well, water versus, yeah. It's just, yeah, there's a different flavor. I've had filtered sink water, and I've had water from my girlfriend's fridge. And it's just like, what is, what is this? Have you guys ever ran into what is probably one of the worst experiences of your life, which is drinking water from somebody who has a sulfur-filled well? Oh, you guys ever had that? Yeah. Oh. My old boss, dude. His, I worked. We worked out of a side office in his house. Oh, and his his water was like not only did it smell like eggs, oh. but mm-hmm. it had a slime quality. Yeah, hard water. It. Yeah, really. Oh, and it's yeah, hard it water. So you bad. can't use soap with. You have to buy special soap because it won't suds up with hard water, and it smells. And my mom and dad had it at their old house, and it was like. Oh. Is just it, and it's nothing bad about it. There's no negatives to the human body or anything, but it smells nasty. And washing your hands takes an hour because it's just like slick, and it and ugh, suds won't ugh. like won't won't start. That's nasty. You're just washing your hands yeah. with slime, <laughs> dude. It's no, it that is what it feels like. That is for sure a good explanation. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, now we've got. Uh, let's see here. One more comment. For the ice cubes, and then we will continue on with our um, our actual questions. But we wanted to make sure, as per our request from all for all of you, to you know talk a little bit about the ice cubes. Uh, Vault, Vault One Hundred One guy writes in. I just got to say, Dustin, the last podcast with your ice cubes. The way I see it is, the more ice you put in, the colder the drink gets. Will uh, which will deter the ice from melting as fast as to put one ice cube in. Just my thoughts, without any science this time. His question, though, is do you think there's a solution to scalpers with these consoles? So we'll get back on track now, boys. Yeah. Uh, product. Making the demand less. Hmm. I don't think there's really any other solution other than that. Okay. Carrick, what do you think? Is it as simple as that? Fulfilling demand is what I should say. Is it as simple as that? He thinks he ponders. I, I don't know if there's a fix. I know that, you know, their, their bots are as good as the bots that are anti-botting the bots. They're all battling battle bots, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trying to stop one another. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't, I think your best bet is probably just, you know, continuing to fight whatever battle you can. I don't know if there's a, a big fix. I mean, other than what uh, Dustin said, but I don't know if there's, if that's a, that's sort of assuming like, the ability to create all the stuff that you need, if that makes sense. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's tough to say, man. Like, I I don't know if you could just, is there a way to, this is just me shooting something out there. Is there a way to see like, Oh, this IP address order, order this. We can only limit like two orders per IP. Tried to do that. Yeah. Well, you know, what's kind of interesting is that with the, uh, the new GeForce, 
3060 launch. I believe they did those so you could only get them store pickup. Maybe. Mm, interesting. I, I can't. So my buddy Ben um, just got one. And he said that he could only get it through store pickup. Interesting. I don't know if that's the case across the board, though. So let me. I'll have to. I I'll look into it, but okay. we can move on. Your boy T Nasty writes in: If cybernetic enhancements were real, would you guys swap out any of your body parts for them? And if so, which ones? My butt, so I'd never have to poop again. It'd be awesome. Yeah, I had that moment today where I had to go, and I was just like, "This is such. This is fifteen minutes I need it's to be such spending a, elsewhere." It's such, exactly. It's such. It's such a time waster. It really is, man. Like sometimes it's a nice relief, but like most times I'm like, "I gotta go do something, man." I I just can't. Now. <laughs> I, mean, I just sit there I and don't stare have at the a time wall for the shit. <laughs> literally, that's a good. Yeah, answer. literally. I uh, I would say I would replace my arms. I've I've mostly got the issue under control. Um, I'll explain it in a second how it actually happened. Uh, but I used to have a lot of like issues in my forearms this year. Knock on wood, it's been good lately. I was laying in bed, man, and I always got it like right up here in my elbow. You can see, like right up in there. Um, and I rolled over in bed, and my wrist got caught for a second. Ouch! And it, no, actually, I just pulled it a certain way, and right where my elbow usually started to get sore and it would cause tingling, popped. Not like a bad oh. pop, like something got let loose, and I was like, that was that crack. That release was right where I've been feeling shit for months. I was like, there's no way that was a kink. So one of the things I did to test it out is when I sleep, I usually drape like my right arm across my body, but I couldn't because it would be put, putting pressure on or something that would cause the tingling. I haven't had that. But hmm. if that returns, my answer would be I'm replacing both my forearms because I'm so sick of it. It's like an annoyance. It's not like bad. It's not painful, but it's there. I'm still going to see a neurologist anyway, just to make sure. Nothing's caught, but honestly, neurologist? Not, not a neurologist. Uh, b- 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 I can't think of the doctor's name right now to test to see if there's any pinched nerves. Oh, okay, okay. Because a neurologist, if they're checking if you have no. issues in your arms, that's no, a whole no, other no. to see if there's anything pinched in my back, my <laughs> gotcha. neck, yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Sure. But um, yeah. I th- yeah. First, when you said that, I'm like, am I thinking of the wrong doctor? Because I always think of uh, I always say uh. Or when I go to say orthopedist, I always say optometrist or something like that. And I just, I oh, right. Eyes up. versus, yeah, yeah. Eyes versus like, because I said that to my mom. I was like, yeah, I went to the optometrist. She's like, the what? I'm like, uh, orthopedist. Sorry. <laughs> he does both. Yeah. Right. Imagine that'd be nice. Uh, Dustin, what would you replace? I'm, I'm kind of hung up on this whole like no pooping comment. Oh, but I just don't know if I want to start a, a long poop conversation in this mm-hmm. show. Well, dude, if it if you replaced it, it'd be a short poop conversation. Oh, you have, you'd just be like, dude, it's gone. It's replaced. Yeah, no poop. Dude, um, long trips. Oh, peeing is another one though. Now that I think about it, pissing. Jesus, the amount of pop I drink. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll change my answer. No peeing. Dang. Yeah, dude, that'd be pretty nice. Because have you guys ever had to go so bad that when you go, it hurts really bad? Yes. Like. Where you're like, I don't know if something's collapsing inside of my body or what, but <laughs> yes, I uh, no for me it's it's more like I get really into what I'm doing, and then I stand up and I'm like, oh, I was like, I gotta go. Mm. I was like, I gotta, yeah. I gotta really go, <laughs> and I run and it's like a mad dash to the bathroom, and I'm just making a really inconvenient 
unnecessarily uncomfortable experience for me. Yeah, I've been there, but I don't know if I would replace it. I feel like That's... I feel like my bathroom breaks are what get me up out of my chair a lot of the times, you know, moving around before I get too into a game. Like that motion's good every every hour or so. True, I feel like without that. urination or taking a dump, you don't have that. Even if you're taking a dump to, to walk a dump. You walk across. Do you not use that term? I I do. It's just we're so highfalutin here and so classy. Yeah, that's I right. It. This is true. I can't wait to see the closed captions taking a dump. <laughs> the, YouTube's just smashed. They could not hit the demonetization button quicker. They're like, get these fuckers out of here. <laughs> Maddie, you made me think of something. I, I don't know if I've ever – I've had this thought. But I've never said it out loud, and it's going to just sound so ridiculous because you mm. were saying how sometimes you stand up and you realize like, oh, shit, I really got to pee. Mm-hmm. I'll do this thing where I'm working and I'm getting close to being finished with or getting close to being done with like a podcast or something like editing a podcast. I'll be like, okay, well, you're not, I'm not allowing myself to get up and go pee until I finish my work. And I use it as a reward system. Yeah, I definitely do that. I do too. I did that today. It's so bad for you. Like, why do I do this to myself? Yeah, I do that too. It makes no sense. For me, it's more so like, okay, let's say we're going to go back to pooping. I'm like in the middle of an edit and I'm on like a bit of a time crunch, but nothing too sensitive. I'm just like, Okay, I, like I was like, no, you can't go now because if you go now, you're gonna go on your phone. It's gonna be another ten minutes that you've yeah. just added on, just without even in, in, unintentionally. Even if you're like conscious of it, you take your phone. You're like only five minutes. It's ten every time. It doubles its time. So, you know, it's one of those things, man. Where it's uh, yeah, that'd be very nice to to remove from my life for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing about the pooping or anything, but I thought he was gonna say that um, when doing a project, I have a. I don't know what you would call it, but like a, a freakish anxiety that builds up in the last 5% of any job. And it's really rough. And mm. so I'll purpose lately, I've purposely been sitting in that 5% uh, to like get myself accustomed to it. But so like, if I have papers in front of me and I had to grade them or something, if I had five, if I get to the fourth one, when I get to the fifth one and I know there's a certain allotted amount of time, I get a horrendous, like Really? It's not even anxiety. It's the most. It's like I know I'm close to being done, and I just want to be done. Mm-hmm. And it's really rough. And so lately, on purpose, I've just been waiting in that period and sitting there as uncomfortable as possible to be like, I need to get through this. Like when you edit, when I get to the last two minutes of a twenty minute edit, it, it, I can feel it just go wah wah, and it just claw. It like shoots up to where I'm all. I'm just throwing my title in, and I'm just <laughs> going to be done because I just want to hit that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know render button and i don't even know what you would call that i don't know what the but it's it gets rough i sometimes get that not like an anxiety but i get that with a game where i feel like i'm on the edge and i just want it done you just want it done you just yeah yeah. that same thing any anything where i'm like right there at the 90 percent to 95 percent. i I feel like it might be a almost finishing what you started mentality uh, in a way yeah i I feel like it might carry from that because for me i don't like to leave like for me, if I was like healthier with editing, I would split it up. I would do it every, you know, every now and then for a couple. Like, Same. But I, I'm like, I started. I'm like, I gotta finish this. Like when I did my cyberpunk review, it's a half hour long, and I, I spent from eleven at night till six in the morning editing that. And I'm like, most normal people would say, I'm gonna go to bed at like two. I'll finish this tomorrow. But I just, I don't know. I'm like, I'm already. Have you guys it. ever had an edit that went bad though? Because oh. that has ha- where the upload went bad or whatever, and I've been late on a review because. I did my horrible timing. And so mm-hmm. from that point on, I'm like, I need to knock this shit off. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, for my cyberpunk review, I know that embargo lifted at 6 a.m., but I was like, no, none of my audience is going to be outside of like the UK. I don't think anyone's going to be fucking awake. And so 
I was just um, mm. I actually for once with a very big release waited out the embargo and released like six hours later, which never works for me because you know I I know I people look to me for reviews for, to a decent extent, but I know I'm not like honestly you or or skill up. You know I know I'm not on that level of like the review guy. You know so. I have to try to be in line with the embargoes, but this is the first time I tried to take a chance with it uh, just for mm-hmm. the sake of getting, making it a little bit better. And I uploaded it about six hours later and it, it panned out pretty oh, well. Okay. Very cool. Lord Slade writes in, yo, Greedfall on Game Pass, even Game Pass PC, Game Pass value is crazy. What's your favorite game that you've seen on Game Pass? There has been a revolving door of those games. Sea of that that one I was talking about the call sea the of sea. Uh, yeah call the sea like at least so far that looks to be probably one of the top ones we'll have to see hmm. Hmm. Tetris effect connected really good oh no shit right, right? so many people like that game yeah very good I um I really dig um what is the game uh, this wouldn't be my favorite but um. I only, you know, because I always supported Game Pass because I kind of wanted to put my money where my mouth was, but I wasn't a user of it until really the, mostly the Series X slash S. Before that, I just kind of was in and out and I didn't really stick for anything because most games I already had. Um, but in the terms of either getting me back into a game um, or or introducing me to something new, I would probably say like SSX right now. Like that is kind of my... I just I think that game from from EA was so fucking good. It was so ahead of its time. Like I feel so many people would like an S an SS game, eh, SSX game nowadays, uh, and it just it's aged so well and how it plays. And so for me, that's one of my favorites that I would recommend to anyone with Game Pass. My fat cock writes in. Here we go. What's your RPG strategy like? Are you the coercive type with high charm? Are you a brute? who does as they please. Perhaps the scientists with good hacking abilities. What are your usual go-tos, talents, slash abilities? I feel like it depends on the game. Like That's for Cyberpunk, I, I was like, I was very much a hacker, but I think in Outer Worlds, I was a talker. And so it just depends on A, what the game will let you, which Cyberpunk, I don't want to get into it, but uh, it really depends on the game and, and how Doesn't much Doesn't it also to you guys matter a little bit on like how if you feel like you might get more out of the game by choosing a particular type that too yeah like that I, I'll, I'll definitely like sort of you know if i know what's going on in a preview or something also sometimes that'll have a little bit of an effect sometimes i'll intentionally play like evil guy just to challenge all the game systems and see how far they can bend before breaking you know that that's what i always like to check out is like the end states but that's usually not on a first playthrough because then you're just lost and it's chaos Natural Calamity writes in with two questions. Number one, Halo has had a lackluster last few generations with Halo 4, 5, Guardians, and being less than good reception, as well as the Master Chief Collection taking time to come into its own. It has not been the best, but what do you think Infinite needs to put Halo back on the map, make the industry shake like it once did? I feel like what they did with the delay kind of inadvertently did that. Like, I said on a couple of shows ago that they were going to delay this to the holiday, not like by a confirmed source or anything, but I was like, I was saying if they want to make it as good as what they're envisioning and what we saw, I don't think like, Oh, four months, five months is enough. They need a year. And so to me personally, I feel that made at least for me, I can't speak for everyone else. When I saw the big update and they're like, we're taking another year, fall 2021. I thought, okay, that's exciting. It should have been like this in the first place. You should have taken your time. But 
it's a bad excitement when I really look at it because it's it's one of those things where you think, oh, well, they were about to release this. If there was not a shitstorm, they would have released it when it could have used another year. You get what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think what would probably help bring it back on the map a little bit is, of course, it's multiplayer. Having that kind of take the internet by storm. We haven't really seen... Halo 5 launched in 2015, right? I don't think we've really seen a Halo game come out at the peak of like streamers and YouTubers where we have a lot more influence and control and the conversation's bigger. So I feel like maybe even just multiplayer and having streamers get in on that could help Halo bounce back. But that's just my angle on it. I don't even know if that's an entirely like an accurate uh, look at things. I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't... I don't really know what Halo needs to do because it's I think I said this on this show actually a couple of weeks ago is that it's caught between staying true to its roots and and modernizing and mm-hmm. I don't know I I have to say that I I think that the fact this got delayed a year just says that it I think that I my, obviously you want, I want this game to be amazing I want it honestly. I hope all games are awesome, but to me, this delay says like things were really bad, and it they're bringing it. It's going to take a year to bring it up to acceptable. That's the pessimist in me, and I'm also slightly the realist, knowing how three four three has handled this franchise for a while. But again, I hope it is amazing. I'll be playing it day one, no matter what. Yeah, um, same. So. I, I really, really want to believe that it's going to be incredible and this delay is going to push it to the next level. But mm-hmm. the realist in me says says this delay is going to bring it to acceptability. See, Hey, Maddie, What's up? Hey, how much longer do we have? We're like 30 minutes later than normal. Uh, have, we like, might end up cutting time. the question shorter just because it's 8 o'clock. Where okay. we're at. Do you want, we'll do another yeah. eight minutes or so. Or if yeah, you got to cut out yeah, now. That, that's no, good. eight minutes is fine. Okay. Oh, we're we'll actually almost to the end of the questions, actually. Oh, we are? Okay. Yeah, wait. We yeah. Got, we got yeah, a we handful. Can, we can rapid fire. We can rapid fire. All right, we're going to rapid fire. Next question from Natural Calamity. I just started playing Cyberpunk 2077. Got to say, I'm loving it. I'm eight hours into the story. Uh, just meeting the one and only Johnny Silverhand. Uh, my question mm-hmm. is... Do you think the game would have benefited from having an unvoiced protagonist, as in Fallout and Elder Scrolls? It makes more sense, but I don't know if it would here. I wanted your input. I think no. if, it, if you wanted to make it a better RPG, yes. But right now, for the story they're telling, you want it voiced. Well said. Carrick? Oh, I said no. I don't oh, think sorry. I, I didn't hear you. My bad. I like his voice. Uh, I don't have any issues with voiced characters. And so far, I'm not as far as you guys are. But gotcha. so far, I've I, I don't see why unvoiced. In fact, I would the the weird pauses that happen with unvoiced would probably bother me more, to be honest. In presentation, mm-hmm. Steve Wolf writes in, "Hi all, hope everyone's doing excellent. First, I just want to say, Maddie, you killed it this week with the content. The Fallout panel was beautiful and really made me want to revisit Fallout Four. The Cyberpunk videos were objective and awesome, and the streams were so fun. Well, thank you so much. So, I have some some questions about Cyberpunk." I guess I'm one of the lucky ones because I've been playing on PC and I've only seen a couple of bugs in about eight hours. But do you think that the broken state of Cyberpunk on consoles delays further DLC content or significantly hurts CD Projekt Red in any way? And second, I'm kind of confused because I thought side missions in the game were supposed to be extensive. The side gigs I've done this far have only been like two minutes each. Do these expand more as the game goes on? So to quickly answer the last part of your question, you'll meet characters in the main story 
and you'll know them when you see them and they spin off into their own branching stories or people will call you and they're sectioned off in your journal. It'll say like side jobs and it'll say gigs. Gigs are like quick little 15 minute tops excursions. So you're just, I think you're just mixing it up. But gentlemen, the rapid fire question here is, do we think that the broken state of cyberpunk is going to delay future content? I would, I would say, I would say yes. I think it's going to push it yeah, back. Potentially. Because I mean, other... we don't know the date anyway, so they can push it back without us knowing too, right? They just said Isn't early 2021. At the end of a yeah. launch yeah. trailer, they had like a little message there. And yeah, so it, it's... Yeah, it could definitely be pushed. I think it's going to get pushed. Not extensively, because they're, they're going to probably do what they did with The Witcher with short little quests. But I think, yeah, they're going to they're gonna bump it back to make sure the game... Because it, it's, it's going to look weird if they release new content right away with the game itself on its own not really working as well. Yeah. The, the other thing, just to add in real quick because he he mentioned will it significantly hurt cd project red in any way check their stock price right now that answers that question 23.8 percent lower or some crazy amount yeah imagine getting the reviews you have having over 90 on metacritic in addition to 8 million pre-orders and at launch day your stock price goes down or around launch That's all you need to know. Yeah, and part of it is due to inflation, but it's obviously partly due to the bugs and all of that shit, too. It's it's ridiculous. So, yeah, that that definitely answers that part as well. Know-it-all writes in, Hey, everyone. I just started my Patreon membership this week, and I've been loving the extra benefits. So thank you. My pleasure. I'm glad to hear that. I have to get your tier because you have a, a, a white name. For some reason, Patreon doesn't like bring people in sometimes and properly organize them. It's yeah, kind of weird. it definitely mm-hmm. doesn't all the time. Also, Dustin was talking about Carrick. Carrick's multiple jab jo- uh, tab joke on last week's episode. I wanted to point out the joke was at one oh nine thirty on episode two seventy five. Wow, we gotta clip that. Yeah. My question for you guys today is: If Bethesda were to choose between a first person or a third person perspective and stick to just one of those for Fallout and Elder Scrolls, which one would you guys want for each IP? Hypothetically, let's say that whichever you choose is going to be a very refined and polished experience when it comes to animations and combat. It's just about which perspective you think they would benefit from with which game if they had to stick to it. So like Fallout only first person would be mine for sure. I think that's like the most obvious one. Elder Scrolls, yeah. I would rather be in third person because of the weapons, the armor. For sure. I'd rather be first. I didn't, know, I didn't know anybody played these games in third person. I do. I have a very particular mm-hmm. method, and probably because I played them so much. When I walk around, I go in third person because I like to see my character. When combat starts, I'll, or I'm in a building, especially because the camera looks horrible in there. I will go in first person to interact with items and people. I have a very weird method of playing these games. I think interesting, but yeah, I would I'm say. With Carrick. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, I'm with Carrick. First person for both. Yeah, I would switch. I would go first. For Fallout, third person for Elder Scrolls. All right. Grade 851. Oh, no, I see ice in this comment. So here we go. First to comment on last week's pop and ice discussion. I drink pop at room temperature. I store my pop in my garage. So cool. So cool to cold fall uh, through spring and a bit warmer in the summertime. A warm example. uh, I've been sitting in the car in the summer. Isn't my first choice of drink, but I'll still drink it. Dustin's minimal ice cube strategy is acceptable. Maddie is just a monster ruining perfectly good drinks with excessive ice. How long does it take Maddie to finish a drink? Does he live in a furnace diluting the flavor of the drink just now? Now to his question. One, have any of you played or checked out Twin Mirror by Don't Nod? Came out on December 1st. I like their previous games, but I've heard absolutely nothing about this one. I didn't even know Don't Nod released something else, man. Holy crap. Yeah, I haven't played it. 
Me neither. Okay, moving on then. Cameron Hill writes in, uh, Sci-Fi Man, sorry. I'm used to just calling him by his real name. Uh, but he <laughs> writes in, I read his message at the beginning because he sent it to me as a personal message on Patreon. It was about uh, how dare I, you know, I should be canceled, all that stuff. His question, though, is, it's been a while, guys, uh, since I've interacted. As for my question, what was each of your, I actually work in this industry moment, like was it a video, a sub count, or maybe it was meeting someone? Just curious. Also, happy holidays. Don't be too squirrely. What was your your big industry moment, if at all? Because sometimes it's hard to, like, actualize it because we do all of this digitally when you really think about it. I got to meet Total Biscuit, I would say. That was probably. Whoa. But I didn't follow mm. him as heavily. But I would, yeah, I would, it doesn't matter. I would say that would be my answer. Um, or I've work a, with Total Biscuit, I guess. I've had a few over the years. I mean, like, and it's, it's like layers, like being press at PAX for the first time, mm-hmm. going to E3. Honestly, probably the biggest one was my first E3 as press just because it was I've known about E3 since I was a kid and always wanted to go. And so being at E3 as a member of the industry was probably the the biggest one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say E3. I mean, yeah, it's for me, it's layers as well. E3, I think meeting Todd Howard for sure, you know, just getting to talk to him was really cool Mm -hmm. as a fan of his games. Uh, the Fallout 4 panel recently was really validating because it felt like I kind of was doing a thing. Um, and like I said, you know, it's not that my videos aren't validating. It's just that a lot of the times you're like screaming into a camera or a microphone and, and putting it out there. And it's, it's it's a rhythm in a way, but it's not like I'm unaware of how lucky I am to have an audience. It's just one of those things where uh, doing bigger things like that is very validating. Yeah, packs. I, I think what's also validating is, and, and not, I don't say it's in like an ego way, but like, talking to someone from a company at like PAX or something and them kind of referencing something you said in a video or them knowing something about you because uh, it shows that they genuinely either liked your stuff or, or looked into you at the very minimum. So it's a couple of things, but for me, the, the root of it all is validation because sometimes it's hard to self validate. I think. Maddie, do you ever get recognized when you're, I mean, I guess you're not going out and about very much <laughs> no, I'm not this now. year, <laughs> but it depends where I am. Like if I'm at PAX, I, I do get stopped an okay amount, like more than I really, sh- I, I, a good test would have been this past year where my channel did really well. And I had my face in most of my videos. I didn't have my face in most of my videos before. So, you know, people who were big fans would know me and I did get stopped a decent amount, but like, yeah, I've gone to restaurants or I remember one time at Walmart, I was buying Fortnite physically. <laughs> a guy knew who I was, uh, GameStop knows me. Yeah. It's a, I don't know. I, I don't know how it happens, but like word spread somehow in my area. Mm. I, I don't know what happens. Like people just end like I'll go to a card store and I remember just okay, sitting man. down to play DBS for like the first time. And I do it like every week for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I sit down one time and a guy just sits down in front of me and goes, so how much do you make? And I'm like, hmm. Okay. So I That's guess rude. Yeah. I, I, I didn't answer him, but I was just like, you know, I, I, I should say I curved the question, but it was one of those moments where I went, I, I guess he, guess he found out i don't know how but word spreads i guess damn yeah wow last question we're gonna just read it off because even though carrick's not here we want to make sure it's timely for him as well as dustin justin levano 13 writes in what's up dude's been a long time listener and one of those weirdos that tweets at you three often with random crap sorry 
There's nothing to apologize. We appreciate random crap, it seems. My question, I just ordered an Xbox Series X through Amazon UK by pure luck. It arrives Friday, December 18th. Have any of you played Cyberpunk on the next-gen consoles? Is it an okay experience? Thankful to be here. Glad to finally be able to support via Patreon. $3 is a steal, and everyone should be joining in on this goodness. P.S. Dustin's hashtag ice skate is horrifying, and alcohol-free eggnog is life. Mm. He's in on the uh, the eggnog uh, discussion. Yeah. So that, we'll good. have a holiday discussion. That has to be next week. We have to just almost plan our banter. We have mm-hmm. to banter about holiday drinks and whatnot at the sure. beginning of next week's episode. Um, all right. So I have not tested on Series X, and I'm pretty sure you haven't either, right? So we're no. going to go off what we've seen online, which is always just the smart thing to do. Um, what I've seen is when it comes... And Carrick said at the beginning of the show, Series X... And Series S, like the Xbox next-gen family of consoles seems to be performing and suffering the least. Um, so take that as you will. I don't know if it's a safe purchase now for any platform because even on PC where it's best, it's still buggy. Uh, we have right. not tried out the new patch which came out today as we record this. So maybe some of that is pushed back a little bit. But uh, as it stands right now, I would say, yeah, Xbox is probably the safest console to be playing it on. Whether or not... It's horrendous. I know it's got like 60 FPS and all that stuff. Um, I know PlayStation 5 has that. Carrick, you've played... The question was about Series X Cyberpunk. This person got... uh, Justin got um, Series X in the mail December 18th, and he wants to know, is Cyberpunk all right enough on that console? Uh, What console? Series X. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, on that family of systems. One of the better... Yeah, one of the, yeah one of the better representations if you're not PC. So just uh, Justin, thank you so much for joining up. We appreciate yeah. you. We appreciate a lot of you who have written in as new patrons, and hopefully we continue to see more after this episode. We didn't scare you off with our ice discussion. We did not mean to rush through these last couple of or questions, not but uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we had to we had to push through here because we started this recording later. Uh, which I want to thank Dustin and Carrick again for being flexible. I had to record a cyberpunk video on um on the patch that came out and i sent it to an editor while uh we recorded this so also shout out to Kopi who's editing it as we speak but anyway uh that'll do it for episode 281 of the ham radio podcast we do hope all of you enjoyed this episode once again uh there's everyone's links down below from their patreon to social media give us follows if you want to support the content like i said patreons are down below for early access and uh bonus videos all that stuff so Give some, give some love, give some support. We appreciate you all. And with that, we will catch you guys next week with episode 282 of the Ham Radio Podcast. Peace out. See ya. Peace out.